And good evening, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And yes, as you can see, the panel is indeed stacked. We are waiting for the slanderous one ever born to make his, you know, <laughs> I'm here, the show can start appearance, which he should be here momentarily. But listen, uh, first and foremost, I got to get I got to get it right out. Uh, thanks to the tenacity uh, of this incredible community and, and a big shout out to the Iron Lords who invited me on to the damn near seven hour podcast yesterday. It was an <laughs> Avengers level uh, celebration, uh, conversation, um, lots of, of big, big opinions. I think that they stacked the deck with 30 plus guests. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I told this to Cognito privately. I don't even understand how he was able to maintain the order. It was like a WWF slobber knocker. Uh, people just going over the top rope and coming back in with chairs. It was it was it was it was, it was pandemonium. Um, but they it was by far. Uh, if you go and you look, there are over thirty thousand views on it. It should have three hundred thousand views. It's probably the best work they've ever done, and uh, there. Uh, generosity uh, by inviting me to be on. Uh, they had 2,000 people in the chat, which is just incredible. And uh, I crossed 10,000 subscribers for Double Barrel Gaming. It is an incredible milestone, something I've been chasing. Uh, you know, when you get into this podcasting game, right, you know, it, it, it's the first sub, it's the first hundred, it's the first thousand. And then you start looking at the big numbers. And this was the one that was on the list that I was uh, really hunting down and after just the just what seemed like forever, I finally got it. So I'm very proud uh, that this community that's here already, and we already have 100 people, and we're not even two minutes into the show. Um, I want to thank everyone for you know subscribing to the channel because obviously uh, you know we we work real hard, specifically uh, you know on this on this show. We we really put our efforts into making it a fun you know credible show, and uh, I just want to say thank you for. Uh, you know, allowing me and Mrs. Boom to, you know, uh, celebrate this, the, 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 you know, the 10K. But listen, enough of that shenanigans. We have an incredible show. We have two topics, folks. Uh, the first one, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I think it's going to be the one that lasts the longest. Uh, and I'm talking about the um, industry double standard uh, regarding the uh, Microsoft uh, announced acquisition of blizzard and activision um I, i'm gonna specifically look here's the thing we don't call people out on this program it's not something that we do uh we will mention some names uh, i will break down what they said uh i am gonna say that i i walked away this weekend uh unbelievably disappointed with the takes that some people had as trying to make microsoft out to be this bad guy and sony be this incredible angelic uh type of uh, of character which we know sony is not uh and i'm gonna break down why i'm not saying there's a, there's a devil i'm just saying that they, they they should not be put up on a pedestal because they have gone out of their way to keep games uh off of off of xbox specifically and that's being cheered that's that has been cheered and continues to be cheered Whereas Microsoft just, you know, well, they're Microsoft and they're the richest company. So if they want something, they just go and buy it. And somehow, you know, that's okay. It's okay. You know, I mean, that's not okay. Uh, money hatting for Sony, good. Buying studios for Xbox, not good. 
Uh, and a big shout out to Dustin Legary. Um, and now, you know, listen, I, I, I've said my piece about IGN. You know, I, I'm not still a big fan of them, but I, I must give credit where credit is due. Uh, he dropped a, a video specifically breaking down Sony good, Microsoft bad on his own YouTube channel. Uh, and it was, it was very well produced. And uh, he had a really a lot of important uh um, one-to-ones that broke down why it's 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 preposterous that anyone that even has a voice is trying to um, bang the drum for Sony and not for Xbox. But look, let's get into the the guests first. And someone that again, he 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 didn't even knock. He just walks in like he owns the place. OBM from <laughs> one, oh one bad mother from Xbox era. Uh, I have joined now the ranks of you and your your clan over there in the 10K realm. I'm proud to be sitting on 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 this part of the uh, of the classroom. Welcome, brother. I know you have a lot to say. I cannot wait to get into your opinion. Yeah, well, thanks again, Boom. Uh, I always appreciate it. You know, I do have a desire to make this a great show. Uh, but obviously, all desires do come with stipulations. So I I'll, love it. <laughs> I will the be word the desire. Later. Yes. <laughs> I love but, it. Uh, oh, go ahead, Boom. No, no, no. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I wanted to say congratulations first off on 10K. Uh, you absolutely deserve it. Very Thank happy you, for you. And, uh, and again, appreciate, you know, ha- this is a... Uh, this is some premium, you know, airtime on a premium subject, right? So it's going to be a lot of fun to, to get into uh, some different perspectives. There's there's going to be angles we're going to be able to take on this topic probably all year. Uh, so uh, so just so many places to start. Looking forward to you know diving in with you guys tonight. Yeah, you know what, and definitely appreciate you here and making his debut uh, from the Xbox North podcast, Joshua James, uh, dude. Welcome to the program. We've been talking behind the scenes, you and, and, and the guys over there. I'm happy to have you on specifically today because this is uh, it's quite a big topic. Uh, and, and again, it, we're running into a week old, uh, you know, uh, almost uh, tomorrow week, seven days since the announcement that literally shocked the world. And today we're going to be talking about a very, very uh, pointy subject that seems to be making the rounds uh not only on the social uh aspect of gaming but with within the 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 media themselves welcome to the program oh thank you for having me uh no i'm excited to be here and uh thanks uh for having me on uh it's really good to meet all you guys and finally meet you and talk to you and uh yeah no i'm looking forward to you know we've had a week to kind of settle in with this hear what people are thinking and yeah let's uh, I'm looking forward to getting into this subject uh, now that we've kind of had time to sit with it, for sure. Yeah, well, I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Next up, the Wandering Dutch, the best beard in the business. You were able to make it over to the Iron Lords. You had a lot to say there. Uh, but more specifically, Dutch, uh, you really went to town. Uh, and in complete Dutch fashion, um, just complete, just dropped knowledge bombs on Twitter where you were cutting people down who were... Uh, ground pounding this uh this incredible uh you know once in a lifetime kind of a thing i mean again we we thought the bethesda deal was big at at, at, at damn near uh, 8 billion this was 10 times more um i can't wait to hear your take on it you really knocked it out of the park yesterday welcome to the show dude yeah it's awesome it's, and to be honest that that show was just insane from start to finish <laughs> like I, I i was doing a my smaller weekend podcasts um cog had hit me up beforehand and, and invited us on and um, because he'd seen my post obviously defending jez's 
Um, not his, his stance per se, but just the fact that they went to town on Jez and and then just left another person to uh, to kind of see what he wanted and have no re- rebuttal from them. Yes. Um, <clears throat> so it wasn't an attack on either of those people um, for their opinions um, directly. It was more just the circumstance in which one person could say one thing and get attacked and the other person can say something equally as ridiculous and um, <laughs> and have no kickback from, from his peers. Um, I just thought it just didn't didn't make sense. So, um, but Cog hit us up. Obviously, he he never gets involved like that on Twitter. Um, and he just said, "I want you to <laughs> come on to the show and, and give your piece because I you you're obviously very passionate on this." I was like, "Yep, hundred percent." So, uh, it was awesome. Um, a lot of great points put across um, from a lot of awesome people in the community. Um, massive shout out to you though, Boom, um, with the ten k. And obviously, on happening live on air on on Iron Lords as well, which was which was fitting. Obviously, helping them get the one K originally, and then you've dropped on their show for this massive show, um, and hit your ten K as well to join the join the ranks of the big boys. Um, so massive congratulations to you, and I am looking forward to once again getting into these topics with some awesome guests this week yeah well i appreciate the congratulations uh and yeah if you, if you didn't know uh at some point and i still even at the time could not honestly wrap my mind around the iron lords as as great as the podcast was from inception to where it is now they were they were indeed struggling to hit 1000 i, I just so i reached out to cognito and king and this is before we knew them uh, before i actually knew them like like they're like family now and i said hey listen my channel is small i think at the time i had maybe three thousand subs and i said we got to get you to a thousand your show my brother told me about your show we got to get you there and we went to doing a special saturday show to here's you know double barrel gaming presents the iron lords and they got it that day and it was pretty fitting um to come back around all of these years later, and then get it uh, something as mon- monumentous of 10K on their show, which it just was, uh, it was epic. It was just pretty, pretty incredible. Um, but uh, K Asante, my brother, we've been talking up a storm. I think we've talked every day since this. Uh, you have, you have a lot to say. And of course, you're going to do it in the best way possible because, you know, there's, there's a lot to break down here. Uh, you and I were talking today, and uh, one of the things that I, I look, I, I got to say this before I even get to what Colin said, before I even <laughs> get to the, the rest of the outros, I mean the intros. Uh, I'm not attacking Colin. He's a man who wears his passion for gaming and his passion for being Colin on his sleeve. So that's cool. But I'm, I've always been in the belief that you have a responsibility as a content creator to not put out false narratives based on your opinion. And some of the things that he said were in fact that, and I'm going to break down what those were. Um, again, I'm not mad at the guy. Those are his opinions, but I hold myself and I'm not angelic in any way, but I hold myself to a very high standard that if I'm going to get out here and it's my opinion, I'm going to tell you, Hey folks, this is my opinion uh, rather than, a matter of fact, and a lot of things that he said, both on that rant that everyone's talking about, his tweet on Twitter, and what he said on the Iron Lords, especially in the creativity aspect of it, was false. Uh, that was that that was just straight up false. Uh, we're going to break down why that was, though. 
Um, but listen, let me get into uh, it with Kaysante. Uh, uh, Kaysante, brother, uh, you, you know, you, you knocked it out of the park. You had an absolutely epic show on Saturday. Um, and uh, it, it, it's your best viewed show today, uh, to date, which is phenomenal. If you missed out yeah, over on... 50, over 50 people watching at one point as yeah, well. Yeah. Massive show for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Two at, at a tight... It's like I think it's almost a thousand views now, which is which that is, a is lot well, well deserved. Like well, well deserved. But <laughs> how you doing, brother? Uh, oh, well. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I, I'm enjoying all the conversations. I am, you know, I don't need cable. All I need to do is just scroll through Twitter and YouTube all day. <laughs> There's just so much conversation being had. I, I appreciate all the different takes and all the different opinions. I think it's it's really great, and we're gonna have a great conversation here as well. Shout out to OBM for for you know coming coming in and and. Enjoying our our craziness and all the the, the shenanigans that happened on Saturday, but it was like the pregame. Yes. Yeah, it was a pregame. <laughs> yes, yes. To that to that six hour epic that I, I watched over and over again on Sunday it was hilarious. Absolutely great. But no, I I agree with you that that there have been some in the community who have who have they don't seem to understand their responsibility. They don't see see the the responsibility that, that they they have, and we can all just you know yell into the ether. But some of us have a responsibility to be more measured in our approach since we have so many people listening. Yes. So, you know, I, I do appreciate that you want to tackle that topic today and I'm happy to be here and I appreciate all the folks in the chat who who, who, who came came to watch the show and, and this Saturday and next Saturday, hopefully we'll do another great one. So I, I'm happy to, ha happy to be here. Josh, happy to have you here. It's going to be an interesting conversation. Thank you. And, and the mag just snuck in at the tail end. So welcome, good sir. Yes, sir. yes, yes, Mag, Mag, speak of the devil. Uh, you are yes. here. Uh, w welcome to the show, brother. Um, congratulations on your promotion. Thank you, uh, thank you. Is, yes. Big is money a, Mag is what they call him. Big money over there. Mag. Myself, Bit of sweet, Spencer, we're going out for brunch next week. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm hoping. We, won't see, we won't see you on new, new channel anymore, which that is so is, sad, that unfortunately. That is correct. Yeah, there, there, there was a casualty of war, folks, and yeah. Uh, yeah. unfortunately, that was one of them. So uh, yeah. just the way well, it worked out. Yeah, you know, I mean, obviously the his show's late, and you know, we know that you have to be out of here by nine. So a lot of times he's he's ducking out because he's got he's got responsibilities. But you're here now, yes, sir. yes. Uh, and I'm honestly uh, really looking forward uh, to hearing what you had to say because we our DM was lit up with a lot of our own personal disappointments with several people. Uh, and, and, and entities within the gaming media and in the content creation community that seem to really, instead of uh, talking about the deal at hand and how important it was for the people, you know, the human element factor that I talked about on the Iron Lords po uh, podcast, that this was simply just a, a deal that's egregious because it's Microsoft. So I, I can't mm -hmm. wait to get your opinion on that. Welcome. Yeah, well, yes, well, thank you. And uh, let me tell you something. I know I'm just going to echo whatever you already said. Congratulations, Boom, and look at that, thank guys. 10,000. Think about this for half a second, okay? That is half a hockey arena, okay? Just think about that. Like, you go to see that while well, the Toronto Maple Leafs or whatever team you follow, half a stadium, okay, is now following Boom on his channel or now subscribed to Boom on his channel. That is incredible. Think about that. Man, think about all the sea of faces. And you know what? Couldn't happen to a better guy. Let me tell you something. The guy works hard. I mean, I did five podcasts last week because of that that announcement, right? Mm -hmm. And I just sat there, and all I can think of is, like, how the hell does Boom does this every week? 
I didn't even have a voice at the end of the week. It was it's unbelievable. It's funny. It, it's funny. By the end of the uh, Saturday's uh, game of the year podcast, I do with my brother and my two yep. best uh, two best friends that we grew up with. Uh, I had done seven shows in six days. <laughs> you um, need to get like a case of Bratisol just to keep your throat going. But uh, anyways, guys, PTG crew members, good evening, everybody. And of course, Joshua James is here. Look at this Xbox North. Joshua, just remember something. Remember who the king of the North is. <clears throat> and my my throne is never challenged. But anyways, all seriousness, welcome to the show. That was OBM. Me, Till today. Yeah. <laughs> watch. Uh, OBM. Yes, sir. You might as well just own the damn show. Thank God we're not talking about Halo. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to get three words in. <laughs> but anyways, awesome to see you again, brother. Welcome. Uh-huh. And, uh, and guys, chat, everybody else. Uh, you know what? Incredible. I, I still have yet to see the Iron Lord show because I was really uh, dude, busy it's so yesterday. Good. It's long. I mean, clean your house. Go wash the car. Take the kids to the park. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do something for six hours, and it'll fill up, the, fill up that time. Oh, it'll I was, uh, as you can imagine, I'm extremely busy with the transfer of power, so to speak. So I had a lot of stuff to do and whatever else. And, um, yeah. And, but you know what, Cognito? You see this? I'm looking at you. I didn't see an invite, buddy. Okay, I had a lot to say. Anyways, I'm just joking. I'm going to watch the show a little bit later. But anyways, guys, let's have a great show. We got some great things to talk about. Oh, yeah, we absolutely do. And Everborn Saga, what's going on, brother? Welcome. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? We can't call you Boom anymore. It's 10K Boom. <laughs> okay? Now, I uh, just got off I just got off the phone with uh, Phil. I need that whole row in size 13 Spencer. Yeah. And he says he's ready to go for tonight. Well, listen. When Phil is ready, uh, the email has uh, is ready to, uh, and I will I will make a big deal out of me interviewing uh, him or Sarah Bond for that matter. Which, by the way, liked the new 10K uh, um, yes, Twitter picture. Did. By the way, uh, which is pretty dope, if you if, to be honest. Uh, and so that's, did that's, the beard? Didn't he get in there too? Yes. Yeah. The best, second is it the second best beard or is it the first best? Oh, they can fight on the beard. fight on that one. The beard, Jason Ronald, good friend <laughs> of the I'll program. I watched that on pay per view. Dutch versus um, the beard. You know what? Before we before we get into it, I got to thank. Uh, we have uh, Decano uh, becomes a new channel member. Uh, I, I hope I sp- I, sa- I, sp- I pronounced it right. Thanks so much, yeah. brother. Definitely appreciate. It. I saw you in the chat early and often. Thank you so much for becoming a channel member. Joseph Doherty drops a two dollar super chat and says, "Beanox make an Xbox cart racer for Boom." Oh, indeed, yes. Um, we also have. Uh, Resting Craig face drops uh, a, ten, I love that. a ten dollar super chat, and he says ten k with the party, uh, the party uh, smashers. Thanks so much for that. I definitely appreciate the uh, the generosity, but of course the uh, encouragement. Yeah, ten k is a big deal for the channel. John Wolf drops an outstanding two dollar super chat and says, "Boom at ten k. We need to get Phil on the show. Trust me, I am working on it." Um, King Fish. Uh, 70, uh, uh, 737 drops a $10 super chat and says, congratulations on the 10K boom. You and your entire panel makes my Monday. Well, thanks, dude. That's really awesome of you to say. I consider your stream my weekly briefing and news for all things gaming. Well, dude, that's pretty awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, the kind words and the journey. 
the uh, show. We also have Brett Bingham, generous friend of the show. He drops a $10 super chat and says, a big howdy to the panel. Xbox needs a present in Japan. Indeed, they do. Microsoft needs to get either one or two publishers, Sega, Bandai Namco, Capcom, etc. Go after the names like Kojima, Itagaki, Mistwalker, and Platinum Games. Yeah, Platinum Games, I don't know after what happened with them. They might still be on the paint on mine list, but we'll Mm -hmm. see. Uh, Pragmatic Eagle, wow, wow, dude. Uh, He drops, folks, a $50 super chat. My God, Pragmatic Eagle, thank you so much for the generosity. He says, congratulations on hitting 10K. I personally thank you for being a consistent, positive individual in this oft-negative community. You are a true champion, and you will always have my support. Peace, love, and respect, my brother. Wishing you the best. Well, thank you, dude. That is very kind of you for the very generous $50. But it's the kind words that I value even more. Uh, After you read this, may I I request that that Everborn put a little bit of bacon stank on? Go ahead, please. Yes, I I will let him read that one. Bunty drops a $2 super chat. Thank you for the generosity. Bunty, you are amazing. He says, 10K, bow, bow, bow. Enough respect. Boom, you deserve it. And Brett Bingham, justified all of one. Go ahead, do it, uh, Everborn. Good. Yeah, you you, you, you knew you want to. <laughs> he, he's speechless. Gun oh shy now. He's speechless. <laughs> it right, might, it might, you might see it later on. You might all right. All right. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll, Brett, bring him. We, we'll, we'll, we're we're going to have, we don't have King to bring us Jamaican Jim, uh-huh. but we will have Everborn deliver that later I, on. I so want to do a, an interview with Jamaican Jim one day. And I would like to have a. A conversation with that man. I, I would like to have a conversation with him too. But listen, folks, let's let, let's get into uh, what we're here for. Now, uh, we have seen. Wait, there's a lot of there's a lot of kickback. Someone's got some going on in the background. Yeah, I hear some noise Sounds in the like back. Loud static. Yeah, like TV or something. Uh oh. Yeah, one bad mother. I think it's you, brother. Oh, well, I think there's snowblowers or something over oh, there. Oh, okay. I'll, All right. I'll, I'll try to mute myself. It, Are right. you podcasting of, outside? There's a lot of snow. <laughs> and I was hearing that's why oh. I took my headset off. I'm like, oh, it, yeah. it snowed like two inches here in, in Toronto. So, yeah, I wow. think it was pretty loud. So, if I hear that again, I will mute myself. All right, Joshua. No, no, no problem. No problem. Joshua, Listen, look out your window, dude. Yes. We, we, what we're here to talk about today uh, is something that has been making the news. It was a big topic on the Iron Lords podcast yesterday. Um, and, you know, listen, we're, we're not, th- at least I'm not throwing Colin Moriarty under the bus. Uh, the, the man, he's a self-made man, right? Uh, we, we, and I followed his career since the beginning. He started out at IGN. He left with Greg Miller to start Kind of Funny. Things happened there. He left there. And he obviously started, uh, you know, Last Stand Media, which is an incredible raging success. Uh, Colin has always been a guy that speaks his mind, uh, which is one of the reasons why I gravitated toward his content. Um, but one of the things that disappointed about disappointed me about him over this Microsoft X, uh, Activision Blizzard uh, announcement was how he seemed to go out of his way to paint a negative aspect on this deal based on 
as a matter of fact, and uh, and his his feelings, he's he's a PlayStation guy, right? He's gonna wear his PlayStation flag on his wrist, and that's fine. I'm an Xbox guy. I'm gonna wear my flag on my wrist, right? So, uh, but I but the the difference here, folks, is one of the things that he said that I I unbelievably disagreed with was that this deal somehow was gonna stifle creativity at those studios, and I'm sorry to say. That is narratively false um, for a lot of reasons. Um, look at the thumbnail. I, I, I could, I, and folks, I, I got a lot of kickback with the two people like, oh, how come you didn't add this studio, that studio? Folks, it's a thumbnail. You can only put so many on a thumbnail. <laughs> These are the ones that jump off the page for me. There's eight of them. Those eight studios were, and I'm using uh, Kaysante's line here. For the last at least five years, potentially more, in the salt mines of Call of Duty, right? Every one of those studios were support studios. When if you look at their history of some of the games and IPs that they have created, they are masterworks. So to, 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 to suggest that this is going to stifle creativity when the, when when clearly... Every one of these studios were, uh, were working on Call of Duty. Again, narratively false. Okay? Um, I, Rich Review Tech USA. I saw his video on it. And I, I, listen, I, I don't, I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I've been following Rich for years. I've, I disagree with half the things he says. And this one I disagreed. He tried to, you know, listening to, watching the video, he tried to, uh, make this out to be something like, you know, uh, he, he kept mentioning Disney and all the IPs and everything that they own and somehow tried to equate that to what Microsoft is currently doing. Even at 38 Studios, they're still number three in regards to uh, the finances. And if you look at Embracer Group, I think they have 86 studios. It's almost a third. They're literally a third of what Embracer Group happened, currently owns. So I didn't understand that. And, and and the one, the rat of the uh, of the whole thing, and I have nothing nice to say about him, and I don't think anyone does, <laughs> is Jason Schreier, uh, yeah. the troll, um, <laughs> who blocked me for calling him a pompous ass, and he proved himself once again live on the uh, on on Twitter when he said that if he wasn't on vacation, he was going to reach out to some buddies of him over at the SOJ uh, to uh, you know talk about how this is a monopoly and you know something again it's it, it's these kind of statements uh from these from people that are very very high on the totem pole i i think it's inexcusable and it's reckless it's reckless behavior you have a responsibility to go out there and if it is your opinion say it's your opinion but do not sell it as a matter of fact and what microsoft has done with this particular deal is nothing short of what Sony has gone out of their way to do since the last generation. And I want to break this down. And I'm Well, let's be clear, though, if they could afford to do it. If they could. Well, just... they can't afford to do it because I think, uh, I think what, what podcast was in this? I think, I think uh, Jeff Grubb said they're like $2 trillion in the hole. Something like that. I don't know if that's true. And I don't know if he was just, you know, messing around. But I was, I was listening to um, Game On Daily. And that was a great show. They had uh, Miles Don Pierre and uh, Jeff Grubb on with uh, with with Gaz and his and his buddy, and it was a great show. Um, it might be two trillion yen. I don't know if it's may, two trillion dollars. Yeah, well, what, what, whatever it is, they're they're apparently in the hole. Uh, but look, 
let let's just paint the Actually, picture. You know what? A quick Google tells you that he is right. It is said that they are two trillion in debt. Two point well, nine trillion. Yeah, dollars. it is. Yeah. What? There you go. Dollars that, or it, dollars? Dollars. Dollars. In the hole. Um, in the hole. So it's, it's so so the, the so debt and and earning uh, essentially borrowing. It's two trillion worth of borrowing. Future. Yeah. yeah, they they would have to borrow like if they wanted to buy any publisher, they'd have to borrow uh like seven billion dollars or anything. If anything, I would be more more worried about Sony getting purchased now. Yes, that that's that's a, that, that, they They'd talked about that um, on, on the Iron Lords. Yeah, they said that as a matter of fact. But we, we don't want that though. No, we, we we definitely don't want that. But he, no. here's the thing. Um, Microsoft if, doesn't if, want that. <laughs> if we if we bring this all the way back to the PlayStation Four. Sony has been playing cutthroat ball the entire generation, right? Street Fighter V, which it's Street Fighter. It's freaking Street Fighter. Locked behind the PlayStation. And you know what? No one batted an eye. People got out there and they championed this, right? Spider-Man. Now, I, I get, I absolutely get that Insomniac is a first party and they're making it for a PlayStation, that's not the problem. The problem is that Spider-Man is the most recognizable character in the entire comic genre. I'm not talking about Marvel DC. I'm talking about the whole kit and caboodle. Add anybody from Image. Add anybody from Dark Horse. Anyone that you want, any of your favorite books, Spider-Man is the face of the universe when it comes to comic books. Somehow or another... They found a way, and I know how they did it. They used the leverage that they have with MCU Spider-Man, with Marvel and Disney, to make sure that, hey, this sharing agreement that we got going on, it's great for all of us. We're all making money. But we want to further the point, no um, Marvel characters that are first party on the console. And how, how, do I, how, do I come to, how do I deduct this? Well, I don't know. Marvel's Avengers for the Xbox did not get Spider-Man. And even though I mean, Spider-Man was, was a disaster, yeah. <laughs> was a disaster of, of a DLC, they didn't get Spider-Man, the face of freaking Marvel. So let's let, let's continue this conversation, shall we? If, if, if you look back at what they did in the PlayStation 4, how many times did we have this conversation? When is it coming to Xbox? four to eight games per year did not come to an xbox near you because sony money had it they made it up they their personal business to lock down whatever game came out that year that you wanted to play if you only had xbox tough titty right like uh, uh, the words of richard Pryor, the great richard Pryor, right we're hearing people say, well, you know, it's boom. It's not really right because what if the person only has a PlayStation? Well, you know what? You can play in 18 different ways. You can play on your refrigerator on an Xbox with, through, through the cloud. I don't want to hear it. I, I, I don't want to hear the complaints. I think, I think it, what, what, that, that, that narrative is preposterous. But let's continue the conversation, shall we? Um, is, I, I don't know if it's widely known, but Starfield... They Sony tried to lock that down as their own IP from Bethesda as a permanent exclusive. Do you folks do you realize that? I'm not sure how many how, how common knowledge that is, 
but that actually tried that they actually tried to do that, right? So nice to the old Republic. Do you know when that's coming to an Xbox near you, which was originally an exclusive? Well, you could probably wait two years if you even get it. So at least, right? At least two years. So let's let's bring it back. Let's bring and I, I I've talked enough. I've talked myself into a stupor. I want to go first to uh, OBM on this, then we'll bring Josh and then the rest of the panel in. Jo- um, OBM, when, when you hear that uh, that you know many of the high-profile industry movers and shakers, including some of the you know bigger sites, are somehow sad for Sony players, I I, I find it. Why is there such an open door, double standard, Sony good, Xbox bad? I'm not making this stuff up, folks. This is this is this is a sad reality. By all means, give us your opinion, OBM. Yeah, so much to unpack and say. Uh, I, I am going to try to leave at least a few minutes for Mag to talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, first thing I do want to say about uh, you know the show Iron Lords of the Weekend. You know, I've, I've been listening to them for a few years, and they were like one of the one of the shows. And I told Cog this. You know, one of the shows that kind of inspired me to to want to get involved with this stuff because of of how they. Uh, how they w- try to bring people together of different yes. opinions. So I, I, I first want to just really give kudos to that. Um, you know, when I, when I did hear Colin, I actually, one of my friends who's in the, who's in these gaming communities, some of you may even have an idea who that is, you know, called me up and said, Hey, are you hearing what he's saying? I'm like, yeah, I says, but I don't necessarily agree. Um, but I will say, uh, you know, the fact, I think it's, it's good to allow people to, to, come with these different perspectives. I sure. do really respect what, what COG does and, and the rest of the ILP crew does to bring in, uh, you know, just different perspectives. Cause the, what, you know, what Colin was saying, uh, I, you know, I think I'll, we're probably going to agree on a lot of uh, specific points, but I, I would also emphasize that it is the way a lot of people are feeling from that side, from, from that perspective, right? Like I don't go to, reset era as much as I used to. I decided to peek there just because, you know, Activision, I went and, you know, I went there and I saw all the cars on fire and, you know, you know, people without clothes running across the street. It was a mess, um, you know, just, just to see what that looked like. And really, you know, when I, when I heard what he said, what he said is really echoing what a lot of his base is saying, you know, a lot of the people that are in that platform that have been in that platform for 20, 25 years, how they're feeling. And, you know, one of my responses too, like when I, cause I actually decided to write something there for the first time in a long time was that I, I feel like, you know, the gaming communities right now, a, a lot of us are just now understanding how real capitalism works for the first time. And if you've grown up in the console wars, you've been trained to think about it in a very, specific way almost like it's a sport uh you know we tend to believe like these there's a standard accepted uh rules of of competition uh, about like who can whoops one second i just gotta give my daughter a hug (laughs) 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 um and like there's there's these standard rules of competition and you know and this is how it's supposed to work it just becomes the precedent set over the years and really when you look back at that precedent um, you know, the, the, the playbooks used in the past, I mean, every, every corporation has been very cutthroat, right? Like Nintendo was, uh, Sony was all of them to get their position. And, you know, this whole thing about good guy, bad guys, just people rooting for their sports team at the end of the day. Yes. But, you know, we, 
if does anybody doubt that if Jim Ryan could snap his fingers and cut Microsoft Gaming's throat and 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 end them in the industry that they would like they're in this, a second they would yeah and it's part of business right they they have a strategic like they have an obligation to their investors to make as much with them and that means you know if that means killing off something else that's what they do that's what they're supposed to be there and he's about as cutthroat as they can get and i don't really bitch about it because he's doing his job right like he's trying to protect it's not show friends yeah it's not show friends no it's show business. business yes sir and that's you know but the the interesting the one where i I probably would go in on the most is, you know, I, I, I heard Colin and kind of representing that, that base, like, you know, the fandom, but when I hear, saw Schreier, it's like you work for a business publication yes, uh, and you are, you know, uh, false equivalency is probably not the right word. Like you are, you're, you're taking a word and, and it's meaning and you're maybe mis- misapplying it in some cases. Like this is an example of, consolidation yes but is the industry consolidated and and when you look at it that way i actually uh i actually wrote an article about this last year because schreier came out and um he had the, he he came out in, a, in an article and basically talked about you know the bethesda purchase and uh and basically wanted to say that you know and and, and that this is something to be concerned about because an industry dominated by a handful of big companies is eventually going to lead to creative stagnation and other symptoms of monopolization, like limited choices and higher prices. And he said, oh, he did acknowledge, hey, it's great to see developers finding financial success, but it's hard not to be worried about the long-term ramifications for video game fans and makers. By the time we receive the results, it might be too late. And so I kind of went back against that because you take all those things one by one, um, and, and you look at like where the industry's been, you know, 20 years ago where it was, it was, uh, you know, when it was kind of growing, there was a lot of diversity and things like that. But what you've actually started to see over the last, you know, generation is you started to see the opposite, right? In a lot of cases, as things became risky and the, and the market kind of like, you know, like wasn't growing as aggressively. Um, but right now, like what we're seeing now is pro- is, is like this rebirth of diversity um there's more developers this year than it was last year yes uh there's big publishers that are jumping in because it's a good investment because it's growing and when and amazing happens, tools for smaller uh developers so how many too, how many new studios really are being point. opened up by people that either sold their business or left other big developers exactly Right, we're expanding and, their studios and, and that's the thing yeah that is the aspect that he it seems like if you're working for a business publication, you like, I feel like you would understand some of the basics because this is actually a normal. Uh, the things that you are seeing happening are normal parts of capitalism. Whether you like capitalism or not, this mm-hmm. is normal, and this is part of a healthy market, a growing market where you know you get a bunch of people jump in. It's going to fragment, and then over time, it's going to start to consolidate a little bit when it matures. Um, but all this investment, this consolidation, is because of you know they're they're so bullish. These companies are bullish on the market. It's a good place to invest. That's a good thing if you are a game developer you're in higher demand today you know probably than ever right like the the value that you're bringing now to all these corporations is greater than ever so now does that mean that some corporations uh, you know like as things move around are going to be at risk yeah and, and activision was one of those at risk and my cat is a jerk every time uh 
Everboard <laughs> and Asante already know they the cat just does that thing over and over. Um, that you know, like basically, uh, God, he just distracts me. But uh, so the so the gist of it is right now, um, you know, what you saw with Activision was an example of capitalism working where a big company, you know, if you're publicly traded, your, your, your job is to make more money every year because nobody's going to invest in you if they think you're going to return them the same amount of money in five, yes. 10 years. And, and Activision hit their peak and, and they were a mess and they were actually backsliding. They, were, they sold probably lower than, than they, than they would have wanted to like a, you know, a year or two ago, they probably thought they, when they would have gotten out, they would have been out of sell for more, um, but they got out because they were going in the wrong direction. And this is what happens when a when a company is starting to fail, and then a, a bigger fish comes in and and and, and sucks them up. But what's going to happen is developers now are going to start their own companies. You know, it, especially in in the way the gaming industry is, it's healthier than it's ever been. As as a developer, you can move, you can go to uh, a you can go to another studio that's in another country now. Right. Like that is something that was like unheard of a few years ago. So we are uh, because now we're all learning how to re work remotely. And so I guess I push back on that stuff. I feel like Schreier should know better. I feel like other people like that you're seeing um, Henri said and and, uh, you know, I just I I allow people to kind of express their feelings. I think a lot of it is just part of this emotion uh, that's allowing, you know, not allowing them to be rational about the uh, and understand how the system even works, uh, but it is working like, and, and right now there's no guarantees, right? Like this is a, a, this is a new endeavor for even Microsoft. This isn't like Bethesda. Um, Activision needs a lobotomy. This isn't like, Hey, there's nothing about it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They, from the culture to the creativity to the structure to everything uh, it's not like bethesda where you're like hey we're just going to open the treasure chest we trust you guys <laughs> go at it uh make games do your best thing this is not like that there's a lot of but but there's a lot of opportunity here right like it was going in the wrong direction and now there's opportunity for the employees there's opportunity for for uh for people that from a creative standpoint um there's opportunities from a consumer standpoint to get products that we were not getting higher quality, more diversity, things like that. So there's a lot of opportunity to be excited about. There's no guarantees. So if people want to kind of talk about, you know, what are the, what are the potential pitfalls, that's fair. But um, but crying about it as in like, well, this isn't fair. <laughs> it's, yeah, like this is this is business. And, and the, the, the reason why you're seeing these types of things now for the first time is the industry, the projections are just so astronomically high. This is no longer... This is no longer an industry for toy companies. It's an industry for tech giants, you know, whether you yes. like that or not. And that's just where it's going because, because it's getting so big. From a consumer standpoint, as long as there's competition, uh, which there's more than there's ever been, uh, yes. as long as there's Every competition. Every year it's grown. Yeah. And it, it, it's getting more competitive with more options and more democratization for developers. So I just feel like, you know, again, I think people need to stay, take a step back. It's no, this console war sport is, is over. Um, it doesn't matter. I don't care if, you know, if PlayStation outsells Xbox two to one, like that VGC article says, Microsoft's not going to go, oh, well, I guess we're getting out of game tomorrow. Man, like that, that article definitely came out before Tuesday. I right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. But you know, that's what, you know, I guess what I'm saying is uh, that, the console wars are over. People are still thinking about it that way. They're still thinking about Microsoft versus Sony. I would even argue, um, and Mike, I, I need to save some room here, but I would even argue that Microsoft doesn't want Sony and, and Nintendo to 
fall back, become weak. No, they don't. They they want them to be healthy. A healthy competition is good. But again, this is this is a, a lot. A lot. Of, there was a lot of pushback from a lot of big time yeah. industry people, like yeah. you said, literally should know better. And yeah. it, a, a lot of the, uh, the, the 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 kickback was self motivated shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Is the best way I could describe it. Josh, let's get your opinion on this. You heard what Colin had to say. I don't know if you listened to the rest of the industry, uh, because certainly Collins was the loudest simply because he did his tweet, uh, he did his uh, his his spiel, and then he went back at it uh, on the Iron Lords, uh, and uh, he drove his point home again. You know, he believes he's right. I don't think he's right. I think that that's his opinion, and I think that it is motivated by a fan of the brand. And I'm, that, you know, that's his brand. He wants to see his brand it's succeed. His brand. Um, but to suggest that, um, you know, there's there's a lack of creativity. Somehow, this is going to cause a vortex uh, for Sony to stop making quality games because they have to catch up. That, that, there were there were a lot of assumptions mm-hmm. in his commentation, and I, I disagree with them all. Uh, Sony just has to get back to what Sony knows, and they have a lot of IP they could fall back on. Uh, and uh, they spent some money last year. They bought a handful of studios to help deliver. Uh, I don't see – he was not certainly complaining about that, and I think if the shoe was on the other foot and it was Sony that bought Activision – he says that he wouldn't. He'd be mad at it. I, I don't believe that. But again, that's that's subjective. What are your thoughts on the double standard that seems to be Microsoft bad, uh, uh, Sony good? Well, there is absolutely a double standard out there. Like even uh, Dustin Legary like called it out from IGN. Yeah, he did before he he went to bed that one night. And um, I can see where some their nervousness uh, like comes from uh, it, it's their bread and butter uh, in the end. Right. Uh, it's the sacred symbols podcast. I'm a, you know, I, and I'm a huge fan of Colin. Uh, uh, I, I, I like a lot of his opinions, but you know, there's some opinions that I don't understand as well. And to say it will um, let's say hurt creativity. I feel like Activision has already hurt their creativity over there. <clears throat> Indeed. Uh, uh, like, look, we, we got, and Colin talks about some of his favorite games from um, Raven Studio, like Singularity or... Fantastic um, game, PS, by the way. Uh, but like stuff like that. And then they get shoved onto just making Call of Duty stuff. So I feel like there is, one, a great opportunity to to bring creativity back into those to, to those companies. I almost feel like when, when Phil Spencer said, you know when this deal is done, they're going to talk, they're going to answer to me. I feel like that was a beacon to developers. Come, you hear all the nice things about me. Yes. You want to come work for me? We're yes. going to make this the best place to to work for, period. And I feel like that was, that statement was not just for fans and not just to Bobby Kodak, but to developers saying, this is going to be a different place going forward. But let's not kid ourselves. How did Sony get into this industry? They got it into this industry out of spite towards Nintendo. Nintendo, that's right. The deal fell through that they were going to work together. And they said, you know what? Screw Nintendo. We're going to go do our own thing. Exactly. And who did they take when they went? uh, They took Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII, which is one of the biggest games. But that that Final Fantasy was a Nintendo franchise. It was for years. Uh, For years. 
it started on Nintendo. I'd say arguably Final Fantasy VI is probably one of the best Final Fantasies. Yes, my um, brother would, my brother Neil Mendel would agree with you. And uh, so Sony, Sony does these things too, and I, I feel like people forget about franchises like, well, how did they treat franchises like Killzone or The Getaway or uh, Sly Cooper or what about SOCOM? There, there are companies within Sony and, you know, we've heard from a lot of developers lately from past developers, from uh, the people who made uh, Days Gone. Um, yes. They were very about, vocal about how they were treated by Sony. Correct. But talking about the realities of it, you know, not not like the outside perception. You know, I feel like, of course, there's a there's a there is an absolute bias out there um towards sony which in my gut like i just don't understand and especially in the last five well since phil spencer has taken over yeah he got he got he got the big boy seat in 27 in the summer of 2017 yeah so like so we've had like consistency going from let's say that point on and i feel like they've kind of proven themselves that like um Psychonauts 2, you can say came was developed mostly under the Microsoft banner, right? Yeah. And that game Well, a lot of uh, well, I mean, to, to Josh to your point and if people didn't know this, uh Tim Schafer who is just a, a legend in the industry, he's already come out and said publicly if it wasn't for Microsoft taking on Double Fine that half the things that were in Psychonauts 2 that made it this incredible release of 2021, like the boss battles, for instance, would not have made it into it because it was a cr- a crowd-funded game. Also, look at look at Playground Games. This is a company that came out of Codemasters, from what I know, and proved themselves with an already established franchise of Forza doing a spin-off. You can say even doing it better. And then giving the um, the key to the Fable franchise to yes. kind of spread their wings and show their creative. I'm curious if they were if they asked to do that. They're a very British company. Um, I could see them maybe requesting to the, to have that franchise. What the, what I know about Fable, especially when we're talking about playground games, is apparently. They were working on this third-person fantasy narrative game. And before they were purchased by Microsoft, they showed it. And they said, again, this is hearsay. This is someone that told me this, of course, so it's it's not fact. That that was one of the uh, deciding factors of, hey, listen, we're going to give the keys to the kingdom, so to speak, for Fable make this a fable game and that's again this is just hearsay folks is what i heard i don't know how much how much truth it is but if that in fact is the case there's your answer josh yeah and also the coalition i hear they're well one we know they're making gear six to finish the story but we hear they're making a smaller project as Mm -hmm. well on top of that so you can't tell me there's not creativity going on when we can clearly see these things kind of happening and i feel like you know, look at 
Ninja Theory, look at Hellblade 2. I feel like every time we see an update for that game, they're doing something crazy in the studio, yes. burning some uh, like something, going out, uh, having the money and resources to do research on mental health, um, to do research of the terrain that they're going to, uh, just to have those resources. I feel like they're kind of unchained now. And from that six-minute trailer, like, come on, like, I, I, that looks amazing. So yeah. I just feel like the perception right now is a lot of people see a lot of money being thrown around, and I get that. But well, that's big deeper. business for you. Money. Th that is. Turns the world. Is, well, and from a lot of the things I've heard from, like, this week, it's almost like um, – it's like almost like uh, puffing your chest out and being like to the other companies and be like, you want to you want to play in this playground. Uh, this is the kind of money you're going. And you know what? There was only one kind of company that responded back, and it was uh, Netflix. Uh, they came back and they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna have a world class gaming experience. Yep, don't, they sure don't, did. Don't you worry. Don't you worry about yeah. that. So yeah. um, I found that to be very interesting and considering the you know, the rumors from, you know, months ago with Sony kind of talking with Netflix. Um, I could see this kind of putting a fire under if there is a possible deal going on with that. Um, yeah, it, 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 for sure. It, I mean, it's it's certainly a possibility. And you you really did bring up a, an, a, a, an idea that I, I'm, I'm going to pass along to Wandering Dutch. Dutch, you have been extremely vocal. Uh, and uh, one of the things that I think people seem to forget about is specifically Elden Ring. We have it on good confirmed authority that the bag or bags were dropped at the doorsteps of From Software and Bandai Namco. And those 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 money bags were returned to sender in regards to Microsoft because from what we understand they were afraid to upset Sony. And I think what if if that is not a stamp at how much how much more can Sony take from Xbox? So when Xbox pushes back and actually beats up the bully, it's a problem. And 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 I want you to kind of talk about that because you had a lot of really really strong opinions, and I, and and I want to let you loose on the world here. Get get to, take it away. Yeah, certainly. When we're talking about, first of all, to kind of talk about the the space in which both of these companies compete in right now, and we have to be brutally honest, these are uh, both companies are in two entirely different spaces right now. Um, for Sony to look at competing in terms of monetal um, gains, it's it's it is impossible. It's beyond way beyond their means. Yes, um, but on a even on a a grander scale. Sony can't are not competing in the same space that Microsoft are in general. Microsoft, when they said all in on gaming, they assuredly meant it, and they didn't mean just console gaming. And that's the difference between Sony and Xbox. Uh, the game plans between the two companies are entirely different. Um, the the space in which Microsoft are operating, when they said. Nintendo and Sony are not our competitors. They meant that. Um, they're talking. A lot of people about, got offended about that that statement yeah, there, Dutch, because they didn't understand the, the 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 actual true meaning behind that. They didn't mean they aren't competing on 
the console front. What they said was they aren't who we're competing against. And the reason they said that was because it's the likes of Tencent, yeah, mm. likes of Embracer Group, um, the likes of uh, quite a few other large monopoly, what you would class as a monopoly. Or, Facebook. Um, yeah. Facebook, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Apple. Facebook, Apple. Amazon. Huge. Yeah. Um, all of those who are steadily acquiring studios at a rapid pace. Um, uh, prior mentioned, um, obviously, Embracer Group. Um, although the studios they've acquired aren't of significant size, um, the quantity of studios is, however, um, sitting at over 90 studios currently. Um, the Again, as mentioned, if you if you were listening to, to ILPS, they are, I'm an ambassador for a company who was um, merged with Embracer Group. Um, so I've seen the forms that come once you are acquired by uh, by um, Embracer. Um, so the only thing I can say about uh, which is different to uh, Embracer and Tencent, um, and I think is only a slight positive that people need to need to know about Embracer and the way they operate, um, is they are very much. Um, a little bit like Microsoft in their thinking in terms of they're a bit more hands-off. Yeah, they um, kind of let their, their developers do their thing. Yeah, They do their thing. Uh, they provide the funding they need and the, the equipment they need to do what they want to do and to expand the business in which they want to expand. Um, so I don't, I don't foresee them being in negative impact on the, on the community. Tencent, however, is a different ballgame. Um, very much, uh, very different in the way they operate. Um, obviously, massive Asian market, um, very mobile focused, and this is where Microsoft are looking to compete. And when they mentioned um, we are not competing with Nintendo or Sony, um, that specific market, the mobile sector. Um, is exactly what they meant in terms of the broader scale of the gaming sector. Uh, the console market, as much as people would love to believe is huge, is a very small mo- minority, a very small minority in compared to the grander gaming sector. Um, the mobile market and the cloud market make up a subordinate amount. I mean, as mentioned several times already, Candy Crush by itself has 250 million active users a month. Um, that's just one little mobile game. Um, so when they're talking about looking at this bigger, grander scale, that, that 250 million users is larger than Xbox and And, and, and here's the difference. Here's the difference, Dutch. They're yep. spending the money. Yep. They're spending big time, big time. But it's not just it's not the spending that that Microsoft are looking to do. The reason of acquired, and the class is a hostile takeover. The reason of acquired for what is almost ten dollars above share price for for um, Activision is is just to make sure the deal gets done. They're, they're yeah. overcompensating. Microsoft overall always overcompensates so that um, everything there can't be any kind of hitches. There can't be anybody complaining. There can't be shareholders disgruntled at a certain share price afterwards or beforehand um, or any disagreements during the takeover. They just want right here. This is the money. It's over asking. You can't complain about the funding. Yeah. You've got your money. Now move along. Bugger um, off. Yep. <laughs> now move along. Well, 
I also think these companies are starting to realize they need developers because if this internet 3.0, this metaverse is going to be a virtual space, you need people yeah. to build it, right? Yeah, you need and people you know to make what? games, the, correct. The metaverse as well, and, and that's a good point bringing it up there because people don't understand what, what Microsoft mean by their metaverse. Now, what, what Microsoft mean by their metaverse is one is a connected community yes. um, across all platforms. So whether that be on console, PC, mobile, uh, or, or any of the above, whatever it is that you're playing on, it's all connected. So you can access your profiles, you can do this, you can interact with people, um, you can see your stuff at all points, no matter what you're playing it on, what you're doing it on, you can speak to people on any platform. That's a metaverse that's connecting the entire community into one ecosystem. That is Microsoft's metaverse. Um, and they're obviously looking to improve and, and grow that as time goes on. And the mobile market itself is the investment. Um, so when people were looking at that and they thought COD was the was the the gem on that, it's not on that not even close. The, the the gem on that purchase was King. Yes. Um, the reason they purchased Activision was King. They are the second largest mobile developer behind Zynga, um, and and that is why that was purchased. They are looking to steadily grow in all markets. They've already got, as everybody knows, pretty much an eighty percent share of the of the PC market. That. They've already had the monopoly issues with PC previously. They don't want to reignite that. Right. Um, but when we're talking about mobile market, that's fair game currently. Um, King and Zynga are really going at it um, in a different space, completely different space to what everybody's used to. Um, on the the worry about creativity, uh, I touch again touched on this yesterday. The worry about creativity uh, is an absolute non-starter. Um, these these studios have been absolutely stifled by Activision um, for for quite some time, and Bobby K, um, who can obviously just rot in hell whenever he departs. Yeah. Um, Jez Corden's obviously done a numerous amount of articles on on how he stressed for a couple of years now, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's it's absolutely abhorrent. Um, it, it should never have happened, and it should never have got the extent it has. But good riddance to him within twelve to eighteen months. Hopefully yeah. we'll never see him grace the. Uh, um, or oh, you'll never hear from him again. He's just gonna yeah. he's gonna bow out in his three only three hundred three hundred million dollar so. golden parachute. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Um, but you never know with people like this. The devil loves to play in fire. It's true. It's um, true. Yeah. No. No. It, you're, you're absolutely right. But listen. Well, once again, uh, completely uh, knocked it out of the park, Dutch. A- anything else you want to add to it, brother? Yeah. It's overall the the the. The real, the real thoughts behind this and the animosity that some of these people are getting goes goes a long way into their lack of understanding into the legalities, the actual terms behind the words they're using, like monopoly, um, etc. Where they, they don't quite understand what a monopoly means. Yes, um, they don't understand uh, what a lot of the terminology that they're using on on social platform and um means at all to be honest in, in any way shape or form and obviously to be a monopoly you have to have the vast majority of of a particular sector um under your control um uh, microsoft even with this acquisition would only be touching 15 to 17 percent of the entire sector so they're miles off it's not even yeah. close yeah. You know, and, and, to, and to build and to build onto what you're saying there, this is another thing that kind of pissed me off about the Jason Schreier comment. Uh, sorry, I like I just like to go at him because uh, he should know better. Well, he, but, he, you know, he's a, he's a <laughs> for a reason. Absolutely. But, yeah. when, when he talks about the horizontal 
the horizontal integration was what the, the you know what the, what the government was going to be looking into. Um, yeah, they do look into horizontal integration. You know, anything that's going to eliminate competition, make drive prices up for consumers. And I, and again, going back to everything I was saying before, we're not seeing that happen, right? Like no. that, right now, can, the the value of gaming is getting better than it ever has. And if anything, this competition is going to drive Sony to bring to offer similar types of value propositions hey, yeah. and others, I- right? Oh, go ahead. Can I just add, because I, I, I had to step away, check on some family stuff for a second, so I don't know what I missed, but in any category where we would decide that this is a monopoly, it doesn't pass the smell test, right? No. Number of studios does not pass the smell test. Revenue does not pass the smell test. Limit it to the council market does not pass the smell test in terms of revenue or council sales. Right. They're going to be third right. in council, it's way revenue. behind Steam yeah. and yes. PC. They have the no mobile presence. This as well. I was going to say the one thing I want to add to this as a whole, because I think people get caught up in it a lot, mm. is people think monopoly is based on the size of a business in terms of the value I think they, they, they see Microsoft as being this, obviously the second largest tech company in the world, flip-flopping around with Apple, sometimes first, sometimes second, it's weekly changing. But they see this value, they see this subordinate $2.3 trillion, $2.5 trillion company, and they just automatically assume monopoly. And they think that because of value, because of transactional money or share price or whatever it is, they see market cap and they think that's a massive company and they own everything. That isn't the, that isn't how monopolies work. Just because mm-hmm. of the company's value is a, is so massive, that's because of the propositions that they offer to a market that are valued at that extent. The reason share price goes up is because of the value proposition that shareholders deem it to be. the the, the whole the whole market itself, the whole um, stock market, as it were, is based on how a company performs, the proposition. And how the shareholders forecast that particular proposition to further um, perform going forwards. If they forecast it a further increase, if there's any dips in its performance, that's when you'll see the ups and downs. So the whole understanding around um, what a monopoly entails or what what companies qualify for a monopoly, you don't have to be a huge company to have a monopoly on the market. You could be like like I say, you could be like a 10 cent, like they're not one of the biggest companies in the world, but they could quite easily end up with a monopoly if they just continue to acquire and acquire and acquire and acquire. It doesn't necessarily mean they've got sub, like infinite amounts of revenue coming in because that's not what it's all about. Um, it's really it's buying competition. Yeah, it's buying competition, right? Like it's, yeah. it's looking at your competitors and that's the difference. And I, I know I use like technical things between that vertical and horizontal integration. Yeah. The horizontal is when you're buying your competitors. That's like Microsoft buying Sony or buying uh, Steam or buying Bat, direct right? competitors. Like exactly. that, that would get that would. Now I'm not going to say there's not going to be any scrutiny. There be some. There might be some. There's especially going to be. It has to be yeah. scrutinized. Yeah. Yeah, and there's going to be politicians grandstanding. That's part of it, especially with the big tech corporation. But at the end of the day, like when you kind of look, what's going to happen once it's all said and done? The odds greatly say that 
when you look at, they're basically, when you say it's a vertical con consolidation, it's because they're a platform and they're, and they're basically uh, the, the primary values that are coming in. These are the content creators for that platform, right? This is not, now you could argue like, well, Call of Duty does compete with Halo or something like that. But in those markets, that, that is still like such a small part of it, right? So oh, it's, yeah. it's such a tiny piece when you start looking at it that way, that it's really, it's going to be very, very difficult for them to make the case. And that's why I feel like it's, it's a bit disingenuous to kind of go, oh, well, this is going to be in trouble because there's some aspects of, you know, uh, you're swallowing your comp competitors. Like Microsoft and Activision, maybe they compete in a couple different lanes fairly, but it's not to any, any side. It's not to the point where you're going to uh, reduce competition to the point where it's going to hurt consumers and, you know, the products. And in yeah. fact, I would argue it's the opposite right now. I, I absolutely right. agree. I, I mean, great, great points from everyone. I, I do want to move the conversation along to Kay Asante because uh, we were having an amazing behind the scenes conversation that he's going to get into. But I got to catch up with some of the super chats. Uh, we had uh, Jay the Earp drops a very generous five dollars super chat and says, "Congrats on ten k. You deserve it. Thank you for that." Nightwolf thirty one eighty six drops a very generous ten dollars super chat and says, "These same people crying outrage for monopoly and creative." laws are the same people that will trash new crash banjo x-men singularity games instead of praising that these games are finally back you are right uh andrew guts drops a two dollar super chat and he says this 2.9 trillion yen is only yeah we, we actually confirmed that it was the millions not so much the yen but thank you andrew for the very generous well hold, hold on a minute we he, do he redacted it oh he did okay that's the carry is zero so it's 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 25 billion okay okay all right two, well, so 2.9 trillion is 25 billion but yeah. sony's debt is not 2.9 trillion yen it is 2.09 trillion yen which works out to about like 17 million 17 billion or something so, Something along those lines. So yes, over ten billion in debt. Um, so, but a lot of companies carry debt as long as their uh, their revenue is a lot higher than the interest. It's fine. Carry, not all debt is bad debt. So no, just, no, that that that's entirely uh, true. A, a silent cipher has been a member for uh, four months. To here comes the boom. Says good evening to boom and the always awesome panel. Happy to be with you this evening. You guys rock. Well, thank you for the uh, for the kind words. And wow, this is a this is a this is big. Crazy Lou Gaming, and he does something crazy like he did today with putting himself in his boxers uh, on on uh, on camera. Very brave of you, my brother. He drops, folks. A one hundred dollar super chat says, "Boom! I wanted to say congratulations for hitting ten k. Thank you for being such an awesome mentor and such a great person." Well, dude, that's worth way more than the hundred dollars. Thank you for the generosity, but it's the kind words that I appreciate. He says, "Stay strong and keep the channel growing." Boom! You deserve it. Best wishes from the crazy one and his team at the Xbox International Podcast. Uh, thank you so much, brother. Definitely appreciate the general. I mean, the in insane. Like your name, crazy generosity. Biggie Butters uh, drops an outstanding and very generous ten dollars super chat and says, "Congratulations, boom, on reaching ten k." And sorry for forgetting to add a few zeros to the super chat. Don't be ridiculous, dude. The fact that you are here is more than enough. We don't do this for the money; we do this for the fun of the conversation. Kay Asante, 
again, this this show, we don't throw anybody under the bus. Everyone is entitled to their opinion, even though we may not agree with it. Uh, again, mm-hmm. what the Iron Lords did yesterday, having Colin on, so he did Absolutely explain great. himself, was yeah, great. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I do love the way uh, Hoglaw bo- broke it down, because obviously that's his job. So he broke it mm-hmm. down in a way that even the commoners like myself word could ninjas, understand. Man. Yeah, word, word ninjas. dangerous indeed. Yeah, definitely. But th- there, there is a lot of talk in the uh, gaming spaces. And I'm not talking about the Reddits. I'm not talking about the 4chans. I'm not talking about the Twitter warriors. Mm. I'm actually talking about some high-profile members of the gaming community as well as the content creation community. And and they're really selling this deal as... Uh, and, and again, it's it's opinions. I get it, but I, I, I still stand mm-hmm. strong that we have a responsibility... If we're going to get out there, we got it. We got to be forthcoming and honest about things. And I think a lot of them have not been. I think they wore this, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, I feel bad because it's not my my platform on their opinions. What are your thoughts on this? No, you know, you know, I completely agree with you. We, we've been having conversations about this for a little while. And and it's not even <clears throat> excuse me. It's not even the fact that they have an opinion that may be opposing to yours. You know, everybody has the right to have an opinion. Indeed, you know, indeed. That may not be your opinion, and that's fine, right? But you know, uh, me as a little guy, and, and like you said, it's not it's not the four chan. It's not the it's not the single uh, a couple hundred follower people on Twitter, right? Uh, I think when you hit a certain level, and and that I, I can see that is why specifically OBM is taking shots at Mr. Schreier because he should know better. <laughs> he absolutely yeah. should, know better. should know better. He yeah, wants yep. to sell books. Yeah. That's what well, he like, wants to and do. And he he does have influence too. That's the <clears throat> exactly. other thing. Exactly. He does create yeah. a, a frenzy. And, and in their own way, all these high high profile folks have influence. That's why you can yeah. see these executives go and go on on this YouTube channel show or this, you know, or get interviewed by these because they move minds, right? When you hit a certain level, you know, you can call it, you've been calling yourself Mr. Boomstick. You've been calling yourself a small show for a while. You're at 10 K you move minds as, as, as the mag says, if you put these guys in the stadium, it's a lot of heads, right? You move Mm -hmm. minds. So once that happens, you have a you have a responsibility, you know. Let's bring Spider Man in here. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. Indeed, you have yeah. a responsibility to to check your words, even if you are not the authority in the room. You must make it clear that what you're saying is your feeling of the matter and your yes. opinion on the matter. I don't like this. I feel this way, but to shroud your conversation uh, in fact and not be clear about your intentions. That is, as as OBM has quite uh, has correctly used the term, it's very disingenuous. Indeed, right? it's yes. very disingenuous. So, uh, like, uh, uh, and of course, um, if you guys have heard me speak a few times, you know that I, I don't agree with, with with most things that Mr. Moriarty says. I've followed his his career for a while. I've, I've watched him on IGN for a long time. I even watched him on, on uh, Kind of Funny. And none of them, not all of them, have opinions that I agree with. But it's good to get opinions from from other sources. You know, no need to be an e- echo chamber, as as it were, right? Maybe you'll learn something new. And I will say that that on on uh, 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 the Island Lords podcast, I learned something, right? Because initially, I I, w- I really thought he was being malicious about it. But then listening to them, and and shout out to to Lord Cognito. He's he is the, the the best ringmaster you can have because he was able to, to. He pulled it out of him. Pulled it out. Pull it yeah. out. Right. Yeah. He pulled it's it just out. Just my him. feeling yeah. on the matter. It's how I feel. I'm old school. This is how I feel. It should be. You know. A, a That's time not that how he originally painted the picture. Though. Exactly. 
that is, that is where I have my issue. And, and, and not to single him out because he's not the only one that has been doing it, right? There have Correct. been a lot of voices out there who maybe you used to be a small cat. Maybe you used to be able to scream into the Twitter ether and just, you know, bounce off a few people. But once you turn back, when you look back at your follower count and the heads start to grow, it becomes your responsibility to think twice, to, you know, maybe proofread, maybe, you know, analyze what other thoughts might happen because you're literally, not everyone will look at you, will look at the terms that you make uh, or the things you're saying and just take a, oh, well, that's his opinion on it, right? Many people follow your career. Many people know that you used to be a journalist or, or you used to do this and that. So that idea and, and, and that that's that's to Colin, that's to, to to Alana Pierce, all these other people that have moved on from the 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 journalism game, but still have that moniker on them because they've been there. So when they speak and they have such followers, people listen because hey, they know that that journalism equals integrity, right? But you know, it seems and I'm not I'm not saying that to call any one individual out, but when these issues happen, it seems that they forget to take off the I'm no longer a journalist jacket, and they say things that then make people think the wrong thing. You know what I mean? Like and and there are those who do it accidentally, I guess you could say, or they do it without knowing it because they they just remember how they used to be and they used to be able to chat with their friends on Twitter or whatever when they had a couple hundred followers and now you have a a, a couple hundred thousand. But most of them know better, you know, mm -hmm. most of them know better because the, the feelings that they have and the way they express it, there's always a counteractive, there's a, a counter to that, to that feeling. But when those things happen, you were right as rain with it. Everything was great, right? So it, it, that, that right there, anybody who's thinking twice, anybody who's doing any kind of critical thinking will look at you and go, your bias is showing there, right? But just be honest about that. You can say, right. look, man, like, like Cog said on the show, and I feel exactly the same way. I don't hear any, all these little this guy, that guy. I listen to Biggie and Tupac. You know, what I mean? I'm from that era. So anything new, I'm like, get out of here with all of that. That is fine. <laughs> there is nothing right. wrong with that. But make that clear. Make yeah. that upfront, you know? And then at that point, your opinion is like everyone else's opinion. And, and I, I'll leave the PG-13 version because, you know, I, I could go further than, than that. Everybody's got an opinion. And yours is just as valid as anybody else's, right? But, but some those, opinions stink. Well, you know. <laughs> I'm just going with your analogy that you didn't want to say. I love it. That's great. Some opinions stink some more than others. Just Sometimes they just need to take the L. So. But, but you, know, you know what it is. It's like, it, you know, and that's where, even if you're not trying to be console warrior, this and that, that's where the unfortunate narrative builds. Because it's like, you know, I it's very hard to stay centered in this environment because, mm. you know, uh, PlayStation does a lot of aggressive things. They've always done a lot of aggressive yes. things. Yep. And you have to do aggressive things when you are not the, the biggest wallet in the market, right? You have to make shrewd moves just to survive. And in addition to doing aggressive things, they have a product that is second to none in many respects, right? Correct. So in order for them to survive, they got to keep moving and shaking as they do, right? It's business. Some people like it. Some people don't. I kind of don't like the, some of the narratives that they, they perpetuate and things like that. But hey, it is business, right? Then there are others who can't afford to do that. If place, if Xbox or Microsoft acted like PlayStation, they would be like tarred and feathered in the streets. They can't right. afford to do that, right? I was saying the analogy: if if my if if uh, if my uh, PlayStation is the 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 lion in the jungle, then Microsoft is the jungle, the actual <laughs> jungle. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like by percentage size, right? But that does not mean 
that when 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 one says one thing, it's justified, and when another one says the same exact thing happens, then all of a sudden it's got to be the worst thing in the world. Now, there are some folks who have taken a very genuine, like you can tell, a genuine a position of worry. You know, yeah, and fine. I can understand some of that. I can because, uh, and I was saying this to Boom, but not many folks are really having that conversation, right? No. Right now. You have great leadership. You you see how leadership changes the game, right? Oh, yeah. You have great leadership. So I have no doubt, no doubt in my mind that as hard as it's going to be for Activision Blizzard to change around as far as the human element and the work, work environment and all that, I have no doubt in my mind that the best people are working on it. With Phil at the helm, with all of his commandos, and I'm looking at you there, Sarah Bond, you know, all the commandos ready to ready to strike. I have no doubt that the best people with the best heart and the best ideas are working on the case. Well, because they with the best interest in mind. Yes. That's right. They've proven well, themselves that way, right? Those who exactly. have a problem, those who speak a little bit about consolidation and and oh, it's it's a little bit too much consolidation. I can see a world where what if a Donnie Do Donnie Deutsch comes back in the picture 10, 15 <laughs> years from now, and here you have all of these. All of these uh, these companies at your beck and call, maybe he might not make such a, a a well well thought out decision that's in the best interest of the gamer. Or I can hear all of that, but those are not the arguments that are getting the right. full throated you know uh, uh, conversations. They're talking about oh, it's horrible for creativity. That is so ridiculous, so ridiculous. <laughs> well, you know what? You know why? You know why it's ridiculous? Chaos the salt mines are today full <laughs> with the blood of vicarious visions with, yes. with, 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 you know, with, with a uh, moon, a uh, high moon with, with Raven, my, my, you know, you know, today, if, if, if I could jump in for a second, uh, my, my <laughs> Dom Pierre, uh, uh -huh. on, uh, on, uh, um, Gaz's show, uh, him and Ace's, uh, show, uh, game on daily said that, that exact point vicarious yeah. visions knocked out the crash reboot yeah. And the Tony Hawk one and, and two. What was their reward? Salt you know mines. What the, yeah, what, yes, salt mines. <laughs> they were shackled right? Call of Duty. That they, yeah. they, 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 the Tony Hawk all, reboot was amazing. They they, they 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 got rid of some people. They mm -hmm. got rid of some people, and then made them. Hey, you're going to be the Call of Duty machine along yep. with the 18 other studios. Here. About the getting rid of people, they they fire them. And then wait until they need them and then rehire them. Correct. And then after they're done, they fire them again. This is again. The, the world these people live in right now. Yes. So how can you, a person who follows the industry, a person who gets a lot of followers because what you say, you know, uh, has garnered you the responsibility of having so many followers. How can you see all that and go, this purchase will be bad for creativity? Quick example before, it, it before I is. pass the mic. I was going to say just to jump in very quickly uh -huh. there. The... The, the the issue I've I've got with the gaming community on, on certain sections, specifically the overworrying right now, mm -hmm. is the complete disregard for the human factor in this yeah, Thank like, you very much, Dutch. Thank if you. If they're truly concerned about the mm -hmm. IPs, the games, and everything that comes Why along with it, speak the, to the human people that factor work there. comes in first. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If the, the human factor, if Microsoft hadn't stepped in and took this ginormous deal on you've got to think it's ten thousand staff that they uh, that they've taken on here that's not mm -hmm. and no mean feat that's already double the size of what they've already got on board yeah um with with microsoft with xbox game studios um 
the human factor is very much the core to it's this. the crux of the whole yeah, conversation exactly. yeah well it, it goes yeah. back to what i was saying like i feel like when phil put out that statement saying they'll be answering to me that was yep. that was that was like a, telling. A beacon. that was a yeah. thrown down the gauntlet yeah. moment look at uh, raven for the watch uh-huh. like, raven <laughs> is no longer striking Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because, because they said they they're optimistic about their approach. future. That's right. right. They have a wait and see approach. Well, Real and that's the way of going. Sorry. Let me, let, me, let me pass the mic. But before I do, I want a, a quick example, right? Right now, huh? Do you see Everborn Saga on Twitter? He has he has a good amount of followers. Do you see him on Twitter like bemoaning and crying and, and screaming? Even though literally <laughs> the money that the, the money that was paid for this could have bought a fat Sega 13 times. Yeah, well, I did cry about that a little bit. So, <laughs> well, you did cry about it a little You didn't cry about it in a let's pick up our pitchforks. No, I mean, like, I literally cried myself to sleep. Like, no, <laughs> he, had not, he had nothing left when he woke up the, you know, the next day. Well, you know what I'm saying? He just right? soaked you in know, his own tears. You can, give, you can give your opinion on matters, you know, and say, man, I wish. I wish they bought Embracer Group. If you see the, if you see all those numbers, right? I think, I think Embracer has a lot of potential, but that's just me. Clearly, <laughs> what they did was a better move than what I, what I wish had happened. So we shall see what happens there. There's a lot of excitement in potentially what, what could happen. Unleashing the studios, as, as I've seen the, the folks in the chat say, unleash creativity. I'm excited for the things that have yet to be announced, things that have yet to come, the freedom <laughs> that these studios will now be able to get. All the mm-hmm. intermingling of studios and IPs, you know, and all of that is not, it's not like, oh, well, those who are speaking ill of it, who are industry, uh, industry uh, uh, bigwigs or folks who are, who have a, a high follower count. This is not rocket science people, right? Yeah. This is not something that you need to really dig in to see. It is easily seen. How many, how many like horrible headlines have we heard about this, right? They will throw Kotick off the bridge, give him his $230 million uh, 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 golden parachute, and he will land happily in oblivion somewhere. And these people will be able to get back to work and possibly breathe a sigh of relief, yeah. right? It Hopefully is a lot of money, but at the end of the day, oblivion. it'll be worth, it'll be worth getting rid of that guy, right? Yes. Oh. So, People talking about, oh, this is horrible for. Let's talk about that in twenty years, because that's what thing really that possibly matter. have happened what? to Activision without without this Activision. If if people truly want to look at it in this in in very black and white terms, mm-hmm. without this deal happening, Activision Blizzard will have completely capitulated within the next seven years. Correct, yeah. it would have been yeah, literally absolutely. nothingness. Yep. There will come a time when, when, when they, and you'll never come a time see when their version of COD will no longer be good enough. It was already but, coming to fruition. But, but, yes, Dutch, Dutch, but Dutch, if that happened, at least Sony wouldn't have been threatened from losing first place. So <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that is literally all the people care about. You know, that, that's the problem. You know, you probably you probably hit it everborn. This goes back to what I was saying about the sport thing. And that's why nobody can be honest about it because if you're honest about it, it's just like yeah. I really I I've always known Sony to be the leader or the, the hold the mantle of responsibility for the gaming industry, and I just don't feel good without them having that. And that's the name of gaming. 
And that's honestly what it is. Be, yeah. Because if, if you're trying to be like really like like if I really wanted to be um, you know honest about this, you you could find real things to be concerned about. Like you could yeah. say you could say, hey, Microsoft since Nadell has taken over, they've had a lot of success in terms of acquisitions and, and and making those things work out. However, you know their their philosophy every single time was to let that culture be what it was and just support it and just build upon what, what they already were good at. And this is going to be the first time they've ever taken on, I think, something you know, a, a substantial size that really needs to be changed yes. to the core. So if yeah, I was, if, if I, if really I was going to, yeah, yeah. Like you're, yeah. Like you're saying, so like if I was, if I really wanted to start creating, you know, concern or, or talking about that, talk about that or talk about, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, maybe maybe you just last generation was your favorite generation of all time. And, you know, and if you're on the PS4, you you are you're concerned that Sony's not going to continue to make the same games because they're going to go having to chase other things like Which that's legit- is ridiculous. But, yeah. but that would be a legitimate at least concern, right? Like at least somebody is coming from a place of like this could happen because of that like whatever but um you know that, that, you know what it is the problem with that is that it's a lot of assumptions yeah you know, it is, just, it to, is to, to, to simply suggest that uh, that uh that because of one uh one uh purchase an yeah. entire company's culture and infrastructure on how they got where they were was going to be changed in a snap that 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 is that is reckless yeah, that's a I, reckless opinion. I, I'm reaching, boom. I'm trying. I'm trying to find a way to make this work. Let's be a little real here. I mean, when it comes to Activision Blizzard, they need a culture change. That's they, why this is necessary. For, for, for listen uh, again. First of all, we have uh, we had almost 500 people here, and we're still at over 450. I, I want to thank uh, a lot. I, I normally I get to you know say hello to everyone individually. This has been a show that's kind of been a little off the rails, and I'm trying to make sure that, you know, this is supposed to be a two-topic show. It was originally pitched as, hey, these studios are going to make incredible first-party games to we just went crazy. But, let, Mag, I, I want to get your opinion yeah. on this because you've also been very loud on social media regarding <laughs> this. Uh, and you've seen and, – and, again, this, is, this isn't just, you know, uh, one person saying this. This is a, this is a lot of high-profile individuals with high sub-counts mm-hmm. and high-follower counts that are saying, I, I, I think they're being extremely, you know, reckless behavior when it comes to potentially selling their opinion as uh, as hashtag fact yeah. and uh, my, making Microsoft into the bad guy uh, because they bought this studio that was literally a ship sinking. Right. There's no, there's no guarantees of success. I, I, I do want to just reiterate something that Jeff Grubb said that was very, very interesting. He says what he ne- what he never liked about Sony is that they just jumped in, spent a bunch of money to lock a game off of another platform without taking any of the risk. Microsoft is here taking the risk, a $70 billion risk on potentially a failing company because of, of, of leadership. They now have to go in there. And again, like the Xbox brand itself, this is going to take years to turn this ship. Phil, Phil and team, you know, which of course includes uh, the booty, uh, you know, uh, obviously Aaron Greenberg and, 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 and it on. Bond respect and the booty. I'm sorry. Respect I, I the booty. Absolutely. Pause. Respect the booty. Um, but these, these, every one of, every one of these leaders have proven themselves to be, for 
the people that work for them, right? The, the, again, that's one of the one of the things I truly appreciate about Microsoft is their their culture, where everyone there matters. It's not an exclusive club; it's an inclusive club. Everyone is welcome, and I think that that kind of culture that has seen great success. And and if you don't know, Microsoft is one of the number one rated places to work in the entire world, folks. And there's only one world. If they could bring that kind of culture to the 10,000 plus people that have been suffering under the devil for what seems like years, and they have st- that stifling t- uh, uh, creativity when you have 13 different studios working on freaking Call of Duty just mm-hmm. so you can please your shareholders. If that doesn't scream there's a problem, and, and the fact that Microsoft is taking a $70 billion investment chance on fixing that, I, I don't even know what to say. But what, what are your thoughts on what some of the people of the industry are saying regarding this? And, and again, simply you know, dumbing it down to Xbox bad, PlayStation good. Well, first of all, you know, Asante was uh, making a lot of sense there earlier when it talk when you're talking about when you have a lot of uh, followers, you do get uh, you have a lot of responsibility, and you have a lot of responsibility of what you say because a lot of times you got you know we we all understand that people can take things no pun intended out of context. Okay, how many times have you gotten a text message and you read it wrong? In, oh my god, the, a boatload of times. In, yeah, in the res- in respect to the emotion or how they said it or wh- the way they said it or whatever, right? And you're like. Why is this guy pissed off at me? And then, and then, then what they're like? They're like, what? What are you talking about? I was, I was said, I sent you a, jo- it was a joke or whatever else, right? Because you misread it, right? Or for example, something else. You know, like I'll give you another example. When I make some, when I make my videos, oh, okay, and you piss off a lot of people. P.S. By the I, way, <laughs> I do. I piss off a lot of people, right? And so the last one, and this is not a horn tutor, okay? I, I ended up it with was about a hundred. It was about. I ended up getting about one hundred twenty-two thousand views on it. You know how much? You know how many people didn't get it? Didn't get the point? They didn't understand what I was. What I was doing. You. I won't even repeat what they were saying to me. And I'm like, you know, a lot of times I didn't engage. And I'm just like, you know what? Obviously, they don't get it. Whatever. But other people did, and they're like, dude, you just you're not getting it. You're not getting what he was trying to do here, and this and that. You know, I am not an anti this guy, an anti that guy, whatever, with these consoles and this and that. I have them all, you know, so and I love them all. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, is that people don't understand uh, exactly what you mean. Sometimes they take things too literally, you know, and when you say something inflammatory, like some of these other guys have said over the last week, you know, and then, of course, you know what the thing is. And then all of a sudden they get a chance to explain themselves a little better. You kind of <clears> pump <throat> the brakes and go, all right, I kind of get what they're trying to say here. Yeah, but I mean, listen, is- I, I don't attack anybody for their opinion anyway. So right. I, I could honestly could care less. But I thought it was I, I thought it would was a real uh, uh, hot topic. that, And we, we loved co- covering those kind of hot topics with sensical, sensical uh, conversation. Yes. Well, people allow their emotions to get in the way. You know, and and let's let's face it. You know what? I don't care how big you are, whether you have two subscribers, ten thousand, or you have five million subscribers. Everybody has a preference at the end of the day. Everybody Correct. has a favorite team, just like OPM said, right? You know, it, it's basically that idea. So the thing is, you're always going to have a bias one way or another. Movie critics don't listen to any of their crap, saying like, "Oh, I'm just there to watch the movie." No, you have specific preferences. <laughs> well, but but you know what? To be fair, though. Even though you like your favorite team, you don't hear the people that are announcing going, oh, and those 
A one, you know. Oh, absolutely. You can, you yeah, can have yeah, your favorite yeah. team, but you leave it at the door and you, you, you the give door. the people the righteous information. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, you, you keep it in check. You know, exactly what he, with, uh, what Asadi just said. You keep it in check when you're talking to the public, especially when you have the power to sway. And, and, and you know, and you just want the, 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 the right information out there. Now, let me get into this. Okay. This whole situation um, with the actual Sony, uh, you know, uh, PlayStation versus Xbox kind of thing with this whole deal or whatever. And this is where I have a problem. I hearken back to the one headline that I think I'm going to actually get framed on my wall one day, okay? Because it was the most ridiculous pile of crap I've ever seen in my entire life. PlayStation has no exclusives, and this is why it's genius. Unbelievable. You remember that? Yeah. It was all over the place. IGN, yeah. GameSpot, whatever, all these other, all these other people. And they would do something like that. But then you turn around and for seven years, almost eight years, Xbox has no games. Xbox has no games. Yeah. Xbox has no games. And it was a bad thing. And it was a bad thing. But Sony doesn't release anything. And it's genius. You know, so it starts there. You know, uh, Boomy's talking about it at the very beginning of the show. You know, Sony locks away. Uh, they, they, they purchase Insomniac. What do they do? They lock away Spider-Man. They lock away uh, Wolverine. They lock away Street Fighter Five. They lock away Final Fantasy Sixteen. They lock away Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy in general, Fantasy. dude. Basically, in general, that's right, right? Uh, Forspoken. It's a timed exclusive from like I don't know. It'll wow. be out in twenty thirty five, whatever, right? Like who, uh, for for whoever else wants it. Uh, and Knights of the Old Republic. On and on. I can go on forever. Okay, I don't. I'm not going to be here forever to, to, to do that. But and what are always the taglines? Only available on the PlayStation. Yes. Only available on the PS5 or the PS4 or whatever, right? No problem. Soon as someone else locks it away, my God, it's a big problem. People say, oh, well, it's so much bigger than just this. No, it's not. Spider-Man is the biggest superhero IP on the planet. Yes, sir. Above the my beloved Batman. I'm sorry. It's just the facts, right? They locked it away. How no problem. You. you know what I mean? Yeah. I know, I know. Trust me, I'm a Batman guy. But anyway, the thing is, you look at that. Now, look at like a game like Call of Duty. Call of Duty is basically the shooter version of Spider-Man. It's the Pretty biggest much. shooter on the planet. So what's the problem? It's the same thing. Yes. Right? And the, the thing is, and everybody's focusing on Call of Duty. They're not looking at all the other IP that they got out there and the potential, which I'm excited for, the potential mm. of those other IPs that are coming down the line. Now... You know, it, it, like, I, I don't get it. Like, for example, if you think about this, if someone slaps you in the face for seven straight years, <laughs> don't get pissed off if the guy slaps you back. Yes. That's the way I see it. You know what I mean? And, like, just grow up, shut up, be a gamer, be a media, you know, be a, be a writer, do whatever the hell you're going to do. Okay? But, you know, or, you know, the other thing that I really dislike is that they make it sound like, you know, boom, you said it. Everybody else said it. We've been saying it for like a year, a year and a half, whatever. They make it sound like you're going to get cooties if you go into the Xbox ecosystem. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, well, they only have a PS4. And I'm like, do you have a phone? Do you have a tablet? Bet you you do. Do you, do you have, have a web a, do browser? Have a yeah, yeah, do you yeah, have a web browser? You. I love it. Yeah, That's great. Do you have a web browser? I'm pretty <laughs> sure you, you know. Do. You know on the internet that you came here to complain about? Exactly. I was going to say, if I have to listen to you bitch all day on the internet, that means you have access to Game Pass. Grow up. <laughs> shut up. Yeah. And that's the way I look at it. I'm sorry. We're, and, and, we're like know, Blizzard no. on stage. You got a phone? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, right? I need a shirt that says grow up, shut up, and it says the mag on the back. I would I would buy that today. By the way, Joshua, I'm changing your name to J. Jonah Jameson. I just I saw the J. I love it. I saw the Joshua James. It sounds good. Actually, it sounds like a cowboy name. It's like a Yellowstone name. Joshua James is coming. But anyways, here we go. Now, the other thing is I want to talk about uh, briefly, uh, very quickly here about uh, some of this other stuff here. Like, look at the like the situation with Days Gone. You know, they're talking about, you know, Activision. Oh, what are they going to do? You know, the, uh, you know, the culture around this and that. Um, the cre- the lack of creativity, which you just said about five minutes ago there, boom. You know, you look at a situation like that. You want to talk about stifling creativity? Never mind Activision. How has every single Sony game looked from 2013 and on? They literally are the same. They're the I, same I love them all. I, I love them all, but I they are literally too, the same. You know what? I love them too. You know, in two days, I think in two days, three days from now, you got the I'm, Uncharted. I'm playing Unch- You're damn right, I'm playing Uncharted on my PS5, and I'm gonna platinum both of them. Okay, I'm not gonna stop until I do it because I have to get all five platinums. I already got three. I need those last two. But anyways, the point is, you want to talk about stifling creativity? That's exactly it right there. What have they done? They have basically boxed every single one of their uh, their development teams into the same corner, okay? And what are they doing? Well, it worked once, made mil- and made hundreds of millions. You're all doing it. And prove me wrong when I say that you're all doing it because they are all doing it. Sure, the stories might be different. Sure, the characters might be different. The situations might be different. But my God, the blueprint is identical. You know, you know? it's funny you say that because <clears throat> I've seen many memes. I've seen many, um, you know, uh, pictures taken seven of, of their top seven games and they all look the same. Sad and, dad and again, simulators. Yeah, and here's the thing. I have a PlayStation 5 for those games because like Mag, I love these over-the-shoulder, story-driven, single-player experiences, which is why I have a PlayStation 5 and will continue to have a well, – I don't know. If, according to King David, we're not getting a PlayStation 6, but we'll see. You know, <laughs> yeah. he is he is Nostradamus, we'll but um, but continue your point, Mag. Well, here's the thing. So, yeah, so you look at the situation, right? Now, you think about how the culture of the Xbox game – you know, it's amazing, by the way, how everybody seems to have amnesia like three days after something happens. They're like, oh, they don't do that or they don't talk about this. You know, the fact that they've been talking about it since Xbox Game Studios came into fruition a few years ago uh, or, you know, yeah, it was about a few years ago, whatever. Yeah. And the thing was is that they talked about um, growing the, the studios once they have them growing them organically, allowing for creative freedom, okay? Yes. Um, to, to let their artistry grow and flourish and bloom into whatever they desire with all the money behind and all the R&D and tech at their fingertips. This is a recipe for greatness because when you have great, fresh minds Wait, did are- you use that on that greatness on purpose? Was that yeah, was- yeah, hundred okay. percent. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know that you know what I mean. It's like you have It'll now wait. you're like without being shackled with the thoughts of, am I going to be able to keep the lights on tomorrow? Am I going to be able to pay the staff? Am I going to be able to do this or do that or whatever? And like all these different things. Instead of that, they're just saying, here's your palette, here's your paints. Yeah, go make a go make a go, masterpiece. Go go, go what bananas. the hell, right? And yeah. like that's you know, what I'm talking about. See a point there as well, and it was mentioned on ILP, and obviously you'll get to that when you watch it. But it was mentioned on yes. ILP as well um, by Cog and Co. In terms of how the studios feel 
being at Microsoft in yes. terms of creativity. Um, right. They've obviously had the vast majority. They've had Ninja Theory, Obsidian, everybody on the show um, in terms of their developers. Um, and they've asked them, they've, they've flat out asked them, like, how do you feel, honestly feel being part of Microsoft and Xbox? Mm-hmm. And they're saying, it's awesome. Like, it's we, we, we can essentially do what we want to do. They're, they're pretty right. hands off. If anything, they've made us better. No, if you're exactly. hearing that, and they're, and they're just saying, "Oh no, is that just a script you have to read?" And it's no, it's, it's no. it is quite the opposite. That's a true feeling. Is is how these studios feel working for Xbox and Microsoft? Dutch, let me ask you a question. You make yeah. you do the custom controllers, the custom consoles, and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Imagine Microsoft came to you and said, "Hi, Dutch. Here's a studio. Here's the, a two point nine trillion dollar company behind you." Go nuts! What would you do? Like, would, like your your creativity would go. I mean, I'm not saying it's not now. I'm just saying your creativity would just go ten thousand fold, right through oh, the roof. There was so because much you, more I could do. Yeah, can you so imagine much how much more you would be able to do if you were unshackled financially yeah. and create and, and creatively to be able to just like do whatever the hell you want? Here's oh, a studio. Oh. Go make all the controllers and custom consoles and this and that. He Dude, could finally be, make that Sonic well, Series S that I want. You'd be cranking them out like Santa's elves in December. To your point, oh, I think that's the, the context that's a little bit lost on, again, going back to Schreier's comments. So I'm going to use I'm going to use you to, to continue to smack them. Uh, you know, but anyways, um, when, you, when you go back to like the remember the end of the, the original Xbox, the PlayStation 2 uh, GameCube generation, when yes. you ended that generation, you had a really nice balance of triple A, double A, single player, multiplayer, new IPs were coming out all the time. Remember the, the next generation, there was all these new new IPs coming out in the first couple of years. And then what you ended up seeing over time as gaming got more and more expensive in like the model. Uh, which we, which has been for a while, they've been saying this isn't sustainable. And my cat hearing me speak, God, he's such an asshole. Um, like <laughs> the 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 model became, started it has become less and less sustainable. And it would, and this is the like the biggest problem I have with that argument, the the, the creativity argument, is that you're you're not even addressing like where we've been. If you look back to like the last five years, you look at Activision, you look at EA. Like you're you're talking about Sony, but I, I take it a step further. I mean, you can go to Microsoft before they got into the Game Pass thing with the Halo Gears and Forza. You look at uh, Ubisoft yeah. where they're going. You look at um, you look at Square like how their Western studios weren't making enough money, so now they're just going to go Final Fantasy. Like, and WB said, "Hey, we're looking for gas games." You saw what happened with Bethesda before this whole thing, where they were looking for, "Hey, we just need to, like taking these risks with Arcane and Tango." They those and Grub said that that they those studios were on the verge of you know extinct extinction, right? And we right. saw we saw EA get rid of some of those studios in, in the process, and. That's where the industry was going because this model kind of reached its like that. Those demands, it's like every time you put out a triple A game, if you're not wowing us again and again and again, you're not hitting the, those numbers to kind of justify that, right? And yeah. so, and so, what's going on right now is is what my what Microsoft's doing right now is is they're disrupting the market and yes. this this Activision purchase the Game Pass thing it is like a, I said in my article it's like an asteroid that's this isn't just like a bomb going off this is like an asteroid hitting the earth in terms of the the gaming industry and 
it's going to shake things up. Now, that doesn't mean the things that worked before are not going to work before. But what it's doing is it, it's creating new opportunities. Like if you look at what Netflix, you know, like when they came in in 2007, uh, or not, it wasn't 2007 they came in. But you think back to like 2007, back when we were playing Halo 3, uh, Mass Effect and all that stuff. And you think about what Netflix was back then. It was like a shell of what it is today, right? Like, yes, yes. And if you would have gone and told people years from, you know, 10 years from now, you're going to be streaming all this content. You're going to have like these 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 you're, they're going to be spending 20 billion a year and and all these shows that are going to be like 10 hours long or you know uh every year of high production you would have never like been able to really imagine that right no, it, no. in the process i mean you can still go buy a blu-ray if you want you can still go to the movie i couldn't even oh. imagine game pass like as a kid let alone no right no like, yeah, yeah. well yeah. sega gave you the template so so yeah i guess so the, the point is, is like it, it, it's like you can take these little little pieces and, and, and try to draw these like really like like uh, this is consolidation. Usually what happens with consolidation is less competition. It's bad for creativity. That's like ignoring you're taking some high level talking point and you're not really looking at the context of the situation, uh, not understanding that in capitalism uh, acquisitions happen all the damn time and part and a lot of times it actually increases competition it, it, it create it can it can lead to innovation not always that you're well, buying so it also, it also it, people right. forget that it injects money into the uh, the yeah. echo space yeah yes. you know what boom can i jump on that quick that yes something please, i was gonna absolutely. say it'd be like the last thing i was gonna say on this whole yeah. uh, little rant that was going on but here's the thing that's very interesting and a lot of people are ignoring it especially people that don't pay attention to how to play chess Okay, it's always about three moves ahead, four moves ahead. You're always thinking ahead, right? Think about this. You've got your Activision now. Okay, your Activision. Well, not now, but you know what I mean. Activision and Blizzard, you've got the Bethesda. You've got the Xbox Game Studios in there. Okay, they start doing what they're doing. They start bringing out these AAA games. They start bolstering Game Pass, bringing more people in. What does that do? What that does is that it fuels the independent developer scene because yes. then what happens is is that now when you start hitting 40 50 60 million people in game mm. pass that studio of let's say two or three people working in their basement okay their game is now in front of now 120 they have a platform. right mm. and now they're in front of 120 million eyeballs yeah okay yes. 60 million pairs of eyeballs are now staring at your game and what does that do that but next turn, to call of duty Right. Yes, next to Call of Duty. And what does that, that, is that do? Zero cost of entry because you already paid for your subscription because of Call of Duty and yeah. Halo and those things. Exactly. So basically, it's funding all these other, you know, funding all yeah. these other games, these independent well, games. And what could those independent studios become? They could become Naughty Dog one day. They, they could, could be become the next AAA bombs. Yeah. They could be Insomniac one day. You know, it starts in a basement. You know, Microsoft started in a garage. Yeah. Okay. Like in Bill podcast. Gates' parents' garage. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then look at look at Ninja Theory. Every time I see that last trailer that they released, think about how sad it is that they, if Microsoft didn't get them, we they would have run out of business. Trailer. They would have. We never would have seen 11. that trailer. We never would have seen that game. Right. Yes, they correct. were on the ropes. They yep. pulled them out of there. And what are we getting now? You are getting quadruple A. Uh, you know, uh, quality stuff uh, coming out of these guys. And a small I'm sure team of 41 it. developers making that game OPS, by the way. Right, exactly, well, right? And, so, and and Mag, like how many of these studios in Activision, before they got, you know, as they, you, we were saying, put into the salt mines, like how many concepts 
do they have like just sitting in a drawer? Supposedly they have out, the, they've shown they've shown they, they have quite a few stuff that were put on the back burners uh, that Microsoft may bring into fruition. So it, it, it's they, they, a lot of these smaller teams like the Vicarious Visions and and the Sledgehammer Games and and you know High Moon Studios and the list goes on and on of of, of what they could bring. Like I said, it's. Let me bring Everborn Saga, but Everborn, before we get to your brother, Dan the Man Cunningham drops a final zoom chat and says, congrats on 10K, boom, thank you. He says, the only real question now is where are the shirts and swags? Listen, folks, I can't announce anything right now. Mrs. Boom and I are working on that. We wanted to get to 10K. We want to LLC the 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 the, the channel. There's, there's, there's a couple of things that we're looking to do. Uh, past the 10k we hit the 10k that was the goal and now we got some other big plans swag and merch is the next big one and when that's going to happen uh all of the designs are going to co- they're all going to be new designs uh new de- new show designs for every one of the programs whatever merch we have we're going to have all brand new designs and nice. i'm working on that behind the scenes right now again it's i, I don't want to just throw it together to throw it out there because it does it, it's meaningless it, it's got to have some some real heart and thought behind it, but it, it but it is indeed coming. Uh, we also have uh, Tay Talks. Hey, Tay, what's going on, brother? Um, he says uh, this after dropping a five-pound super chat. Congrats on 10K Boom. This will be a great listen tomorrow during work, but off to bed here in Ireland. Let, uh, I'll let Dutch represent the European side. Thank you for that. And my good brother, our good brother, BitCloud Gaming, who's been a channel member for eight months, says, my brother... Congrats on the 10K. Thank you so much for that. Yes, I have joined the 10K Club. And I have a good friend from the Basement Radio Arcade podcast known as Enrique Drops a $5 Super Chat. And he says, in terms of scale, acquiring billion-dollar publishers isn't exactly on uh, on apples to apples as just having exclusives, more layers to this. No, indeed there is. But, I mean... We, we 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 can't Breath. just say that Sony is just you know it's just uh, it, it Knights of the Old Republic. This this is something that has has extended eight nine years with Sony. Uh, you know, money hatting every year. It's 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 four to eight titles. If you go back all the way to to, to 2013 when they didn't have their first party t- uh, bangers that we all know and love, right? They were locking indies upon indies, and then eventually indies didn't matter to Sony anymore, but they went out of their way to lock down titles. So if you want to say it's not apples to apples, I absolutely agree with you there, but we also have to say that Sony has been some devious MFs for sure, and they have gone out of their way to make you, here's the difference, have to buy a PlayStation to play on that one box. See the difference here, and and I and I don't know if anyone's going to agree with me. Microsoft gives you so many ways to play these games through uh, cloud and Game Pass that yep. there, there really isn't a comparison. You can play on your pewter. You can play on your TV later this year through an app. You can play on your Xbox. You can play on your One, your Xbox uh, Series, or you can play on your tablet or your phone. 
So you, you can't. You're gonna do be able that. to play on your PlayStation soon you, enough. Yeah. And it, well, I don't know about that. I, I would argue about that. But, but you know, just to kind of build on the point, I, I think you know a lot of people. Are, this goes back to what we were saying at the very beginning, like about this the sport thing, this Xbox versus PlayStation. This is not this this sixty nine billion dollar purchase was not made to win this console. This isn't about this console generation. Yeah, it's it's not about, about consoles in general. It's a, like it's people no, need it's. It's about mo. It's about mobile PC. It's about yes, it's about yeah, Game Pass. Everything the wider gaming and, space. And I would even argue, and this is a separate topic, but I would even argue that I I would bet you uh, Microsoft does not want to kill Sony. They do not want. No, and the reason no. is the reason is not because they're the good guys. I, if business purposes, they do not want to allow. They don't want to create a vacuum where uh, an Amazon or an Apple is going to come in and buy them, buy up Sony, and now they're competing against them. So that's a whole different thing. I don't think that's what the, the intention of this is. This is right now positioning themselves against all these other tech companies and really just trying to drive this new, this completely separate paradigm from this console thing. And it's it, like the old model doesn't really even like content's always going to be king. That's the one. I think that's the yep. one similarity, right? Like that will be the king. But that king, that 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 platform is going to be more available. And they they're not trying to alienate PlayStation gamers either. It's like yeah, bring your dual dual sense controller over to your TV and you know, come log in. You know in, what right? PlayStation like needs to. This is the one thing I want to say on on the what Sony needs to do going forward. They need to put far less of a reliance or or a or a should we say a uh, perspective and a, and a worry on critical acclaim um, that that in itself is stifling the creativity of their studios. We've seen this from Days Gone specifically because that didn't perform critically. It didn't get the go ahead for a next title. Yeah. Um, however, that title ended up selling so far, still sold better than Ghost of Tsushima. That's but correct. Because yes. Ghost of Tsushima had higher critical acclaim as opposed to just user acclaim. It, that got the, the praise, that got the love, and, and Days Gone was canned. Um, and again, we've we've heard the developers themselves talk about this. They need to put far less of a reliance on critical acclaim and more on just allowing the creativity of these studios to go forward. Now, we've seen that from Microsoft, and Game Pass is the perfect thing for it. I hate people that just have this heavy reliance on what Metacritic score a game is because that matters not. Like Metacritic is just a critic's view the user score really is the defining factor, and even then, I wouldn't I wouldn't take into account Metacritic's user score. I would look at more the Steam model, where people have got actual play hours in there that you can see. Um, that is really the rely. That's what that's the feedback you need. How are the users receiving the game? Not the hit. Ignore the critics. The critics matter not. You can no, put I it out important critics. They can hate it, but it can go to the consumer and they absolutely adore it. It's. That that is your main concern. The consumer at the end of the day is the person purchasing your game. If the consumer loves it, you continue to make that content, regardless of whether or not that's a 70 metacritic game or a 95 metacritic game. It doesn't matter. The consumer is the king. Consumer is king. And if you look after the consumer, the consumer will overall look after your wallet. That, and that yeah, is that's really what Sony need to focus on going forwards. No, that does, does a great point, Dutch. Uh, Everborn Saga, you've been sitting here, you've been stewing in it. I know you can't wait to to drop your bars, as uh, Cognito would though, say. We got to get Mag out of here, right? Yes, it's right. Oh, I want to hear what you got to say, but I, I got a couple minutes. Okay, all right, go. Boom, set me up. 
Well, look, the, the bottom I'm, I'm line ready to is, jump in the double dutch. Well, you know, we we we've been we've been talking about this privately. Uh, we 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 both feel uh, almost identical. Uh, again, not not in an echo chamber by any stretch of the truth. He has his opinion, I have mine. But you have seen the uh, the uh, the rigmarole, if you will, on 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 the socials. Thankfully, you've stayed out of the the spaces, which have just been just ridiculous. Um, what where where do you fall in the, the and again I, I'm just dumbing it down to to a simple it, 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 there's a lot of complexity here to this conversation but for, for argument purposes and time purposes the dumb it down is when Microsoft seems to do something big it's deemed by many people in this industry as wrongdoing. When Sony goes out of their way and they buy five studios, even though they, they worked with them in the past, it's 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 it, well, that's great for Sony. They're just well, they're they're organically growing, right? When Sony locks a said game and forces that developer, when asked, "Hey, when is that coming to Xbox?" Well, we're, we right now we're just well because Sony is was and maybe they still are. They're the dominant platform right now. But not for much longer, and I think that 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 scared uh, the, the the industry that was afraid of Sony. I think they're going to start to see that working with Microsoft is the better bet, and maybe Sony becomes number three because I think that's eventually what's going to happen. But where, where where is your take? And again, for simplistic uh, you know purposes, Microsoft doing it bad, Sony doing it good. So I think I think a lot of what you are seeing is people are sort of picking a side first and then deciding uh, what is morally good and just and right, right? So when you have decided that, hey, I'm in, I'm in the tank for this team. So the way they do things is the way you should do it, right? So you, you've, you've effectively defined exactly the way that your uh, favorite plastic box maker does things and says, that is the way the industry works because you want more of the status quo, right? And, you know, I find it, you know, funny that, that you know, for a lot of us who we say we want new things, we say we want uh, disruption, but we don't. We don't like change. And the way we understand the world is that Sony's on top and the way they do things is the right way because I like I like Sony and I like the games that they do. But the fact is, there's there's more than one way to skin a cat. And, you know, um, people will say it's not the same thing uh, of, you know, paying for timed exclusivity versus taking a whole publisher off the board. No, it's not because one person can afford to do it and the other one can't. But guess what? The person who couldn't afford to do it used what they had in an unfair way, right? This is not fair, right? It's not fair that, um, you know, other uh, platform holders can't, can't make the move that just got made. But it's also not fair, and it's not good for competition when one company is using their presence in the market to bully around the competition, right? And, right. and tell me, tell me how it was a benefit to any consumers for Final Fantasy to be um, an exclusive until God knows when. How, how, how did that help creativity? I want somebody to explain that to me. And what is the difference 
between a um, an Xbox user being locked out of Persona or or or, or any other um, paid exclusive? What what how how does that how does that help creativity? And what is what does it mean for an Xbox gamer to be locked out of those things? Unless we're saying. Oh, Xbox I, I can, t- I can tell you what, 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 you know, you know what the what, what, what the running theme has been: buy a PlayStation. You want right. Spider Man, but buy God a PlayStation. Forbid, God forbid you have to sully your good your 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 good name by 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 going over to Team Green for the low low price of two seventy nine, yeah. or for the low low price of one dollar, and 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 a, and, a, and a web browser. Right. So so that's that side of it. So I don't listen to a lot of that. Right. Because we know where it's coming from. We know the sides were decided in the beginning and then they make the rules up afterwards to suit the 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 argument. Right. We believed in generations until we didn't. Right. (laughs) We 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 we, um, you know, all, all all of these things. And now we're we may or may not be making more PS4s when we believed in generations, right? We believed in organic growth, right? Until we, we bought, bought five studios, five, <laughs> five studios <laughs> in one year. Yeah, so at the right. end of the day, Microsoft bought Bethesda and picked up seven studios and Sony bought uh, five studios individually and picked up five studios, but Sony already had 15 studios. So we were at 23 to 20 studios, but but somehow one side of it is looked at as unfair, and this is this is the wrong way, and it's untoward. I I don't I don't respect that. That stifles creativity. Let me ask you a question, right? How many projects can get greenlit and get eyeballs on them because of Game Pass? Both has and has again, and I will keep saying this. We call it the Netflix of gaming for a reason. Has Netflix stifled creativity? Nope. Right. So so let's nope. let's let's put that idea to bed and let's stop pretending you care about creativity when you keep buying the same game over and over. Right. So that's not what you care about. Bangers. Right. So let's 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 throw that out. So now let's now that we've got all the nonsense out of this discussion. Let's have a real discussion. Let's let's talk about what potential concerns there could be. I tweeted about this earlier. My concern in all this and and I hope that it is unwarranted is that in this new world, because we live in a simulation at this point, 68.7 billion. We're in the (laughs) matrix. Right. But a concern of mine now is with Microsoft now seemingly focusing on these big mega publishers, right? I do not want Xbox to lose its identity. I do not want um, all the studios that they bought and put the hard work into. I don't want Obsidian and um, and um, Double Fine, Compulsion. And In Exile, Compulsion. I don't want them to be forgot about. Because now, you know, we have Starfield and Elder Scrolls and and Call of Duty and all those things. Because those are the hotshot studios that are going to bring in all the money. But let's not forget how we got here. And I just hope that doesn't get lost in the shuffle. And and 
Another thing is this deal is a risk mm-hmm. and they bet the company on this, so to speak. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about that is the importance of that. One, it is good. It is a good thing to see that the gaming industry is so healthy that this kind of money is being invested into. Right. It is a good thing to see. Cause remember, we got Spider-Man, God of War, Last of Us 2, Ghost of Tsushima, Days Gone, all those things when Sony had no competition. What are we going to get from Sony now that there's close to a, a, a foot on their neck? Right? This is only good. Put the pressure on them. When they got put pressure on them in the PS3, you got the PS4 generation. So it's fine. Let Sony get punched in the nose. That's okay. That's good for you. Because now they wanted to put out Spartacus. Let's see if Spartacus comes without day and date now. Right? So so you can't say, oh, well, the games and the quality that we offer doesn't allow us to do day and date. Call of Duty is going to be a day and date game in Game Pass. Starfield, day and date in Game Pass. Elder Scrolls 6, day and date in Game Pass. Try Spartacus now. Right. And t- and try to convince your consumers that this service, which is probably going to be the same price, if not more expensive, does not warrant your money to go day and day. Right. Good luck. So this is this is my that is good for you. Right. People playing that that missed out on death door right now because it's in Game Pass. That's good for you. That's good for the consumer. You have access. They have removed barriers of entry that is good that is good for creativity and competition is good for creativity and this spurs competitions now another concern here is that this like i said it was a bet this is not nece- this is not guaranteed a slam dunk because guess what unlike bethesda you have to go in there with uh, uh, a scalpel right and, and change things around. This is not going to be a blunt instrument, right? right? So now there's a chance that it may not work, right? So if they do turn around Activision, Blizzard, King, they should be commended. And let's not just say they threw their money around. They did, but this takes work. This is not, this is not I buy it and I leave it alone, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that is in and of itself a yep. risk. The money Great is a too. risk. Yeah. Right. So let, let, let's just let's understand that. Let's see if the deal goes through. Let's keep them honest because there are people's livelihoods and in s- some cases lives at stake here. Indeed. So yes. let's keep them honest and let's make sure they don't forget about what Xbox is and the mission. And I, there is another concern. We knew that it was acquisition season, but Microsoft was not planning to spend 70 billion dollars on Activision more than four months ago. This is something that landed on their laps. Well, they came to them. The See, please please elaborate on that. That's right. A lot so, of people so, don't think so, that Microsoft so, went to them. That's not, in fact, how it went down. And that's, a, that's another thing for these monopoly arguments, right? They came to Microsoft. Indeed and they now did. Microsoft shifted a bunch of things around because you know they had another plan. The plan wasn't this. But now it is the plan, and now they have to change trajectories And I just don't like this deal because it took Sega away from me. But we're not here to talk about Sega tonight. The point is, right, we have something that is lowering the barrier of of access and entry to games. We have a service model that 
that uh, that allows for non. This is another bull. I don't want to curse. BS argument that I hear that oh, because of Game Pass, everything has to be a service. No fool. Because of Game Pass, you don't have to be a service because Game Pass is the service, so you can be a single player game like Starfield. Yes. And like right. the other single player games that will go in there. So this is a thing that is stopping people from having to force everything to go in a service, right? So again, another plus. So now we are fostering competition. Now we are fostering creativity. And now we are giving people um, eyeballs for smaller developers and now revenue streams for big publishers who couldn't find their way in this new big money world. And I, I'm, I'm almost done here, so I apologize if I'm going on a rant. But I've been, yeah, OBM, I've been do you have to do you have to bounce, brother? No, actually, uh, um, I, I don't have to go pick up my daughter now, so I, I can stay. I'm good. Okay. Awesome, yeah. Mag. Do you got to go? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually gonna get out of here, boys. I gotta I gotta run now. So. Mag, thank Mag, you so much, for you, brother. We'll guys, what a great week. show, man! And, uh, great work, great work with you, uh, Joshua James. For the first time in OBM. Hey, just yeah. all right, guys. Single, Everybody, know. you got y'all know where to find me. But I'll see you next week. Everborn, continue. <laughs> yes, sir. We'll see you soon. Yes, uh, and we need another one of those videos. So don't, again, don't worry. Now, there we go. So um, again, there are there are concerns. This is not a press a button, and they are integrated. Many things have to happen, and this is a big is shift, a, dude. This right. is listen, people. Listen, I, I I'm gonna let you continue, but I want to reiterate this. Everything everyone is saying here is fact. The same way Microsoft went from four developers post, I mean, pre E3 2018 to where they are at near 40 right now. This is Phil Spencer turning a monster ship that took years in a bathtub. Okay. Turned the ship around in a bathtub. They have undertaken one of the most egregious treatments of staff in the history of gaming that go, that even outdates everything that was horrible about EA in their heyday okay and they have undertaken and risked 70 billion dollars to make it right now are they doing this to make money well of course they are because they are a business but it's still a risky business nonetheless it's, you know what it is boom as well just to put it into perspective it's still 70 billion is the largest thing that microsoft have ever done in the history of the company by the way yes yeah. so it is serious. a massive it is a huge risk and it has to pay off if you, you've got to think about this as well in the grand scheme of things you you don't believe that un, uh, like I don't disbelieve that Phil Spencer has now got a, an arrow pointing at his head if this doesn't pan out the way that he hopes it pans out because he's put himself yeah. in the crossfire. He's placed this massive bet on his vision and and the investment, a 90 billion investment that they've made into gaming over the last few years that is astronomical. Um if this doesn't pan out the way it is, you you bet that it'll be it'll be him in the crossfires and it'll be him that takes a flat and him that goes down. Yeah, it, it, guess that, what? It, it, it'll it'll be Satya as well. Line. Yes, yep. it would be Satya, Satya as well. Greenlit this. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it is it is a huge risk and and it's one that they're taking, knowing with a lot of a lot of the, the research they have done, they've looked into the avenues that are exploring what the trends are. When you, you hear every time they go to every one of these shows, 
We're looking at the trends going forward. We're not looking at the here and now because the here and now has happened, it's gone, it's done. Whatever happens tomorrow, that's not where we're looking. What we're looking at is years in advance. Yes. The purchases now aren't for the here and now. The purchases they're doing now are for a decade from now. Yes. That's when you'll see all of these things truly pan out. Right. And 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 that's that that's a great point. So uh, um again, so like I said, it's not a slam dunk. And if they pull this off, it will be the heist of the century. Yeah, in a indeed. good way, right? So now there there are though um, concerns about whether the deal will actually go through. Forget about whether it actually is a, a monopoly. It is not. I think we have established that many times. But Biden put President uh, Biden uh, put out put out a tweet today, uh, and he says, "In too many industries, a handful of giant companies dominate the market." Rather than competing for customers, they're consuming their competitors. My executive order on competition is changing that. It included 72 actions that help lower prices and improve options for consumers. Do we think that tweet is um, coincidence? Or... I, 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 I think I think it's I think it literally is just a matter of fact. Uh, I, I think he put I mean, he's could it be could, could it uh, potentially uh, be, you know, Microsoft uh, uh, motivated? I'm going to be honest with you. No, because, again, this this acquisition doesn't doesn't stifle growth within gaming growth game the growth yeah. in gaming in 2021 even with the pandemic is on, <clears throat> on a record pace compared mm-hmm. from 21 to 22 and we're only in the first month of the year so i i don't i don't i i think that that's and, just a and, oh, and that's why everybody's growth. getting in right like oh, that's okay. that's the, that's go, the go thing ahead. that oh i'm sorry did i cut somebody off i, no, no, I, got, go ahead, go ahead. I got excited my my cat wasn't bothering me i was going to try to get a word in while while i was free um yeah like that like that's the thing with with the where the gaming industry is and why it's exciting and why uh, you know like when we say like when an industry is growing it fragments and the reason is like all these companies start jumping in there and like i i did want to address one thing because i know that you know colin did say does did talk a little bit about the concern of game pass and do people want to buy these games and things like that so i i think like that is I can understand the legitimate concern in a vacuum, um, but it is something that that you that if you pull it back and you look at it like at a like a really really high level, um, it, it, if you think about who's really important in the industry, it, it is the creatives, right? From a consumer standpoint, from a from a person standpoint, it's the people that are developing games, the people that work for these companies. That's who's really important, not the name on the front of the door, right? And and what is happening right now, it's like, yes, with, through these paradigm shifts, just like the last one, like when when free-to-play and gas, game, gas games really took over the industry, the middle class of gaming got squeezed out. A lot of these companies went, went out of business, but a lot of those developers went to other companies. You may still see some of that, right? You might see that we're seeing that at the top of the industry right now, ironically. It's, it's the Ubisofts and the Activisions that are like, all right, where's our place now? Like, if the, as this these things are moving, because what's happening right now? It's an exciting thing for consumers and the and the developers themselves, like the individual developers. If you're somebody out here that's like, I want to go make a game, you probably have more opportunity today than you ever had. And this democratization of gaming, what's happening is it's it's allowing all these developers to come into the industry, and you're seeing like 
like I looked at the number of individual developers that made games for the original Xbox when we were, you know, you know, we're doing that book. And, you know, there was like between 200 and 300 developers, maybe like 250 developers. The end of the Xbox One generation, it was over 2000. And and that number is just continuing to, to grow. And so like everybody's projecting all this money to come in. There's going to be more demand for content than ever. The names in the front of some of these doors, like they might get consolidated. Some of them may not make it, but those developers, especially in this environment, are going to are going to go places. They're in Indeed. demand more than so, any, ever. Uh, uh, and, th- and, and that's why I want people to focus on that instead of like, well, this company is going to go out of business or or this, you know, this one's all right. Well, then, you know, your employees, if you if you don't. Like if you don't, adjust, that's going to happen and paradigm changes, things like that can happen. But the developers themselves are not going anywhere. Like they, companies right now are, are struggling to even fill the, the, you know, get enough developers to finish some of these projects right now. Yeah. So, so, you know. so just, uh, okay. I know you wanted to say something, but I did want to continue. Uh, no, I'm good. Well, good. No, yeah. I just wanted to add an, a note in there real quick to, to your point about, about what Biden said. Do you think that the two trillion dollar company heard of that executive order and it's in details right when you did? Oh, listen, listen, I'm gonna quote Xbox University here and say the palms have already been, been greased. Long greased, yeah. long greased. Right? Yes. Talk to me P- about P- that P- Jedi way, contract. Thanks, thanks to Everborn, uh, it, it, it was it, it was it was to uh, the, the the world that uh, one of uh, Biden's biggest supporters for his candidacy uh, for his presidential run. Was in fact Microsoft at seventeen million dollars. Now we're FYI. not suggesting anything untoward is going. No, on. no, but they, 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 they want. There's, there's a high confidence level that this deal is going to go through. But 100%. now, listen. To, so, 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 um, so to that point, um, I th- uh, the thing to think about with this is the reason you see a hundred billion dollars over the course of five years invested, we're almost at a hundred. You spend that five on Sega and we'll get there. But uh, we we see (laughs) that invested into the gaming space because there's there's several reasons to it, right? We heard that uh, when Google saw uh, Microsoft spend $7.5 billion on Bethesda and they heard this is how much you got to spend to get in the business, they just shut the doors down, right? (laughs) of their first party efforts, right? So now anyone else that sees this and thinks they want to get into this business, hey, Facebook, you ready to spend $70 billion? No. Nope. Come talk to me, right? Apple, you want? I know you have it, but you ain't making no purchases like this. You don't want no. that. You don't want that static, right? So the thing about this is, and, and Phil Spencer alluded to this, but they're not joking when they say the addressable market is 3 billion gamers, yes. right? So Phil Spencer talked about when he went on CNBC, he was there while well, he was on like the, the, the video cam because he didn't want to sit next to Bobby K. Uh, but he went on CNBC and he talked about these other big tech companies and their addressable markets, the ones they control, um, like uh, Apple and their app store with like 1.5 billion people they have an addressable market to and Google with what two, three billion Android phones out there. That's their market. They control that. Right. And Microsoft missed out on mobile and they missed out on social. Right. And so what they're doing now is they see that, Hey, because there are billions of gamers around the world, we can own that 
the way Apple and Google own mobile and the way Facebook owns social. And they're trying to get so far out in front ahead that trying to stop, trying to get in there, you're going to be fighting for second place. Yeah. Right. And that's not to Sony he's do, that he's talking about. He is talking about to Apple and Amazon and Facebook. And I mean, Google's already down for the count, but we'll see. I think they're going to sell their services, which is what I think they always wanted to. That being said, he has spoken about this and I know he's saying all the right things so he can look like the white knight that's trying to save the industry. But if he grows it in this way, that 3 billion people that, that, that look at these things. And remember, Sony has contracts with Microsoft to help out with the technology piece to address all of that, those 3 billion gamers. Remember, he's saying, I'm trying to grow this for, I'm trying to grow the pie for everybody. Sony doesn't have to lose for them yeah. to win. Now, will they yeah. lose some money and will their position in the market be threatened? Sure, but it should be. Just like everybody should be. You shouldn't just, you're not guaranteed first place. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you lost this yeah. thing. You don't have or you won't have COD anymore. You won't have, you won't be able to lean on someone else for your multiplayer and first person shooters. So guess what? What does Sony have right now? A bunch of studios like Fire Sprite coming together to try to make them their uh Call of Duty and Halo competitor. And that is a good thing, unless you just wanted Sony to sit back and keep making you more sad dad simulators. I'm a sad dad. I'm not hating on it. I'm just hey, saying. Same here, man. Right? Let's 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 be clear. Like Sony at the top and their strategy that everyone championed of timed exclusives. And I listen, we talked about this on Monday before the deal went down on Tuesday. What are they gonna do to combat Final Fantasy? whatever not coming to 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 the xbox this whole generation right well, everburn like how are they gonna combat when i buy my next tv and it comes with an xbox controller and i can play geforce now right on the the tv there you go like how many people are going to be upgrading their tvs in the next five years and there's going to be an app right there on there I, and then I won't even need to buy a console at that point. Like, well, yeah, again, that that that's where the casual market really comes into the well, conversation and, because and, and, no, no, go ahead, go ahead, boom. no, no, because uh, 80, 80 plus percent of Sony's success in last generation was was completely targeted and confirmed by the casual by, by, by the normies and, by and, the casual and, market. And how how creative. Will Sony have to be when they can't rely on their market position to lock out third-party content? I, I, I well, look, I, we, we can have a nineteen-hour podcast and get into that, <laughs> but, but I, I definitely want to say that once the the paradigm shift that we're seeing happens, and Sony is no longer the lead dog, they're 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 not going to have people coming to them. They're going to people those same people that came to Sony out of fear because they held on to the market so tightly are going to be going to Microsoft. Microsoft's going to say, "Hey, listen, come into the pool. It's real nice." It's hey, a, and, it, and and boom, I know we got to go, so I don't want anyone to answer this question. I just want to put this question into the ether for the chat. Right? We know that at one point Phil Spencer approached Sony to put Game Pass on, and they said nay, and they said nay, but. Today, in today's world, right, with Phil, I want that as mine, Spencer, right? I want that, I buy that. <laughs> Does Phil today 
still want Game Pass on PlayStation. Because remember, one of the nope. benefits of Game Pass so. is no. the downstream money. So when they're in your ecosystem, they're buying more games, they're buying, doing more uh, uh, microtransactions, all those things. He approached Sony when they were fledgling and in a, from a position of weakness. And when Sony had the top uh, number of consoles sold, we are in a new generation. This is why this is so important. They can no longer rely on that hundred and how many uh, million uh, PlayStations out there. So you don't have that user base to rely on. Does does Phil still want Game Pass on PlayStation? I think the answer is not as sin- I don't I don't know. If well, you know, it's funny. You, so. it, it, it's funny you should ask that question because that that very question is going to be answered on tomorrow's afternoon's Xbox Factor podcast. As a matter of fact, that we're we're going to be diving into it whether or not uh, it's it, roles have been reversed. Is right. Sony going to want Game Pass? I don't think that they do still. I don't. But but the truth of the matter is, you if you if you were to ask Phil right now today, does he want Game Pass on Sony? The answer is no, because they want those gamers to be spending money on the Xbox platform. And remember, uh, and this is something else that we're going to be talking about. If Call of Duty does wind up staying on PlayStation, does anyone realize that that it's a seventy thirty split? Microsoft is logistically paying Sony to put this game on their platform, and it's an IP that they own. The answer is Sony's going to get Ugats. And, but listen, and that's listen, the end e- of the story. E- even if they do, does Sony even still want the marketing rights? Because we talked about them finishing the contract. And I would argue, do they want to spend tens of millions of dollars on marketing? When you're going to at pass. the end of the commercial, they say day one on Game Pass for free? No. I don't know I, that they do. I, I, I again, it's it's going to be a very taxing uh, uh, question to be answered, but we're going to be up for the challenge. So if you're interested in getting that answer, that uh, Everborn, this question, the answer to the the question that Everborn just presented, tune in tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, to the newest episode of the Xbox Factor podcast. But folks, that is going to do it for primetime gaming. Uh, I want to thank the over 500 people here. Real quick, Reggie Mobile 9, who's been a, ye- a member for 16 months, says, great show to you, Booming Crew, 16 months in. Thank you, Reggie. Definitely appreciate that. Gamer by Choice drops a $10 super chat and says, to me, the only difference between timed exclusives and buying publishers is the money spent and the time on the exclusivity. So if you don't want publishers bought, uh, uh, bought Call out timed exclusives. Great show. Reggie Mobile 9 drops a $5 super chat and says, congrats on making it. Thank you. Thank you, Reggie. Definitely appreciate that. Appreciate the great dialogue and contact uh, uh, continued success. Well, thank you so much, brother. And Bay Area drops a $5 super chat and says, shout out to Everborn for bringing the heat. You got me excited in a good way. Pause. Great show, as always. Smash that like button. Uh, and listen, let's start with um, Joshua James. Uh, you are one of the voices over at Xbox North. Why don't you tell everyone where they could check out that podcast when it goes live? And where could people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, so uh, I'm uh, one of actually two halves now. Uh, our host, uh, well, on again, off again host, Andrew uh, he is following his acting career and he nice. got a huge, uh, he is producing a movie and it got green lit and he's kind of down in that world. So it's just going to be me and Dan for a while, but nice. you can find us pretty much on all major podcast services. Just look up Xbox North podcast, Xbox North, cause we're Canadian. 
up in the <laughs> snowy north, right? Um, you can find us on uh, YouTube, Rumble, uh, Spotify. We post every single Friday. Our nice. podcast is around an hour, hour and a half. So if you have an hour of your time, you know, uh, come check us out. Um, we are almost at 50 subscribers on YouTube. So um, Listen, we all start with one subscriber, brother. Get over Hey, hey. Yeah, hey, all of your information is in the show notes, brother. Please give this man a sub. Another positive Xbox uh, group of guys to listen to where they talk sense. They they uh, they bring positivity to the conversation. And one you should definitely check out. Josh, thanks so much for being here, brother. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. And check us out on Twitter. I'm always up for a conversation. You want to interact with us, ask questions. Uh, we would love to 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 do that. So just just look up uh, Josh North eighty eight. That's my Twitter or uh, North at uh, North uh, Xbox. You can find us there. So thank you, brother. Definitely appreciate that. One bad mother. Let's get you one out of here, dude. Tell everyone <laughs> where they can check out your works on Xbox Era, and also where can people strike up a conversation on social media. Well, first, I want to thank you again for having me, Boom. Um, I, you know, I, by the way, it is Monday. I did have a pot of coffee. Uh, I want to thank everybody for dealing with me. I, I, I'm hearing myself like like speaking twice as fast as usual, but uh, you know, it, it's it's one of those Mondays, and uh, I came kind of revved up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if they do want to catch me, uh, you can you can find me on social media on Twitter at mother underscore one m u t h a underscore o n e. Uh, I also am a senior uh, writer over at Xbox Era. And if you haven't been to the site, go to the site. Uh, XboxEra.com. Yeah, XboxEra.com. We have forums. I uh, just put up an article actually a couple days after this whole thing was announced. Basically, three big questions regarding Call of Duty in Activision. And uh, so go check that out. We're going to be having some more content coming out regarding some of the topics that you'll be talking about tomorrow. Boom. So we'll be talking a little bit about the, that exclusivity. Uh, it's not as cut and dry, uh, by the way, at Xbox era, there's a little bit of a divide there. So uh, come and hear us, uh, you know, fight with each other about that. But as always, uh, it's always great to come and talk to you guys. You know, I would do this stuff you know, even if it wasn't on the podcast, just kind of, you know, bullcrapping about different things. It's always fun. Uh was just, just spent uh, a few hours with, with uh, Everborn and, and Kay Asante. And uh, yeah, this, this, this show, it, it feels like we could have gone for another um, four hours. We, yeah, to, we, we could have pulled we back, come back for sure. topics. Oh, yeah, you know? I know. We just, we just got through <laughs> one barely. And I don't even know if we. <laughs> Yeah, we, we barely talked about what what I what I sold the show. It's, it's okay. Listen, it was it was a really it was an intelligent, well uh, spoken conversation, and I think that's what makes yeah. this show very special. That even if we do spend an hour, two plus hours on a topic, everyone does you know get their point across without being rushed, and and that's important to me as the host, Wandering Dutch. Tell everyone about your incredible podcast that is seeing more growth now than ever. And also, where can people check out the best beard in the business on social media? <laughs> Certainly, yeah. Again, massive pleasure for, for being in the chat with all these fine gentlemen again. Uh, awesome to be on there with, uh, obviously, uh, Joshua James and OBM, as usual, who's obviously an adopted panel member at this point now. Uh, <laughs> may as well be. <laughs> yeah, I think you're PTG more than your Xbox era these days. <laughs> we may have to uh, acquire him. Take it up. Yeah, 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 so, yes, right. desire. Yeah. <laughs> hey, wait, pause. Pause. <laughs> indeed, indeed. 
Yeah, it's, it's not absolutely been absolutely awesome yet again. Um, uh, hats off again to you, Boom, for hitting Thank that you, massive tank here. Um, obviously onwards and upwards. It's only it's only going up from here. Um, and such a short period of time, of course, it's like three years worth of live shows, and you've you've already smashed it. So, um, hats off to you. A record pace. Thank you, sir. Thank um, you. But uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Wondering Dutch, uh, on YouTube, of course, at Wondering Dutch, the home of the Midweek Mixer podcast. And as usual, I announce my guests for the week on this show. Uh, we've got Jez Corden this week. Nice, dude. Us. What a big get. That's uh, awesome. Good job. So, yes, that'll, that'll be fun. That will yeah. be fun. Je- Jez has been in the news. Uh, a lot of people attacked him for his opinion, which uh, we should you should never do. Uh, he has brought a lot of really good points to his of reasoning for him originally wanting Call of Duty multiplat, uh, and definitely check out Jez not only on 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 Wandering Dutch show. That's that's a big get. Uh, he might little cat little, let the cat out the bag a little bit. We we might have a duo showing up for breakfast with Boom as soon as that as soon as I get confirmation, I will make that announcement. Uh, but Kayasante, let's get you on out here, brother. Congratulations on uh, incredible success for the Gaming Circle podcast. You're you're closing in on a thousand views, and if and, and just for context, folks, please get over there and sub this dude because him and Everborn put on a great show every Saturday, and they had the most people in the chat this past weekend. And obviously, for there was a big event happening, you know, obviously the the announcement of Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard. But their content is 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 fresh and it's new and it's legitimate. Get over there, sub the channel, check it out on Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Sell your brand, on thing. And also, where can people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, thank you so much, Boom. I really appreciate it. And, and of course, Xbox North, a new podcast that I'll, I'll be able to, to get yes, a, a positive to one too. I'm looking, yeah, I'm looking forward to checking out the stuff. I appreciate you being here. This this was great. And of course, my PTG brethren, and by that I mean OBM as well. Because that man, that man knows what the fridge is these days. So, <laughs> so yes, no, and I appreciate you by the way, Obi, for coming coming through last weekend, uh, last sa- Saturday. We had a great we had a great conversation. You know, we we kept it lively as we do. Uh, as Boom says, more viewers on that show than I've ever had on any other other shows, which is which is pretty great. I'm four subscribers away from 400 subscribers which is nice. a small victory but hey we're hey, getting listen, there. I appreciate if, it. If there's 256 people here if you're not sub yeah. get over there so hey, get this man over put that me. link in the chat so the people oh can yes see yes yes take I, advantage I will... of the eyeballs you got on you right now man I, I appreciate that good sir i will definitely put the put the link in the chat but uh and and in the in the uh the tradition of announcing the the next guest i will actually say because i got confirmation that the, the the community good guy, you know, Mr. Joanna Dark will be joining us uh, uh, this weekend on on the. Excellent, uh, that's a big one. That's, that's good. We love. Bob, we have... I'm excited to have him. He's always such a great guest on all the various shows that he's on, and and he knows how he knows how to bring the the knowledge and the information. So we're we're really really uh, glad to have him join us. But no, yes, it's the Gaming Circle podcast. You can find it on Twitter. You can find it on YouTube as well. Um, my name is uh, K Asante T K O Asante on Twitter. Uh, you follow me, I will definitely follow you back. Lots of fun, lots of lots of chats. You know, uh, enjoying my, myself in this in this YouTube Twitter Spaces thing. Uh, I was actually on the Shop Podcast as well, so so they they had we had a good time there. So yeah, you know, just hanging out, just talking games, chatting with people. You follow me, and, and we'll we'll have that conversation. These days, we're talking a lot of uh, we're talking a lot of VR. Uh, the the uh, the Hitman trilogy came out, and and it, it's VR capable on on. Uh, 
on Game Pass. So people have been have been uh, chatting back and forth with me about that. It, it's just a lot of fun. But I appreciate all the all the followers, all the people that watch the show. Uh, I am also we are also now the Gaming Circle podcast on your various favorite podcasting services around around the globe. So if you want to listen to it in an audio form, we have that for you as well. And yeah, you'll see us again here at PTG next week. We appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you, brother. And last but certainly not least, Everborn Saga. Please sell your brand. Tell them what, what you got going on with the anime. And uh, where can people reach out to you and potentially strike up a conversation on social media? I am Everborn Saga everywhere. You can find me in these Twitter streets, also at Everborn Saga. But if you happen to be on Facebook, I'm never there, but you can find me at Everborn Saga, also on Instagram. But more importantly, on Xbox, PlayStation, Steam, Oculus Quest 2, all those places, Everborn Saga. Uh, in the chat, I just put Everborn Saga on YouTube. But also, I want you to go to EverbornSaga.com because my branding is tight. Uh, no, um, but uh, I want you to go to EverbornSaga.com and check out the comics we got going on there. You can see we are developing a video game. Uh, we are working on a pilot for uh, an anime series, and we put comic books out. So we, we are getting ready to release uh, the Redlands. That's the series we just had the Kickstarter for, which was funded in 24 hours. I thank you all so much for that. Uh, and we are going to try to get that delivered to everyone one month early. And we have a new series coming up called The Remnant that we'll we'll get an official announcement very soon. And we are already working on Ariel's Adventure Chapter 2 and Prince of Arcadia Chapter 5. So big things are guan. Oh, I'd love to talk comics with you, Everborn. Yes. I grew, up in, time, I grew up in that industry. My dad uh, used to write for Heavy Metal Magazine. Oh, my God. Of, wow. Uh, That's year, right there. Legendary. Wow. We, we, now, we, now we definitely have to connect. Yeah. And I guess what? <laughs> you can find me at Everborn Saga. I just subscribed, man. I just <laughs> there we subscribe. go. Thank you, sir. I appreciate <laughs> you. All right. We, 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 I'm going to slide in your DM soon, sir. Oh yeah, yeah. Talk to me. Talk I always to me. feel like saying pause after that slide. Never mind. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, he can slide in my DMs anytime. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, listen, listen. I, I want to thank everybody that was here. Uh, I, I, this is what, what a what a great way to kick off the week. Uh, a, a, almost a two hour and forty minute podcast. Uh, and uh, I want to thank the almost two hundred fifty people still here. I'm going to close out the show, folks, with something that's incredibly important to me. Hopefully, one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he said, son, treat others. I didn't want to be treated. Also, it doesn't cost anything anything to be nice. You live by those rules. And I can guarantee you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. We'll see you next week on the newest episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. <laughs>